This is a parental guidance moment. Welcome back to the Sunday service, the only place where good comedians come on podcasts in Newcastle. Am I right, Taylor Cox? Yeah, that is correct. Dude, we bagged another baddie. We did. We dude. did it. Two weeks in a row, we got some fucking hot boys of comedy. We are banging tens. Dude, regularly, <laughs> dude. It's uh it's a pleasure to have Mr. Jared Gowntry on the pod. How are you, bud? Mate, I'm fantastic. I was just I'm so pumped for this because uh I do a lot of podcasts, right? Yeah. So yeah. When you go around and you travel around doing comedy, I love getting on other people's podcasts because you want to fill your day up. You want to do, you know, just be creative and all that sort of business. But like, don't get me wrong, you get on a lot of shit podcasts. Uh, I can imagine. So yeah. People send you a message, hey, you want to jump on my podcast? And I go, yep. So first thing I do is I get on their page, have a little look and see if I can see something. Because sometimes you rock around someone's house and there's just a phone on a table. Oh, and they're like, do you want a oh. cup of tea? And you're like, oh, right, this is going to be, I'm not, I'm losing time. Yeah. You know what I mean? And then I walk into something like this. Like, I don't know if anyone listening to this has ever seen a snippet into what I'm sitting in. But <laughs> it's like fucking someone's neural cortex. Yeah. <laughs> there is like lights and shit on the roof. There's like a galaxy map on there. Um, there's podcast arms. This is well produced. Yeah, dude. This we, is great shit, boys. I always said like I'm f- with the pod, I'm willing to take my time and make sure everything's right before shit is filmed and put out. Yeah, right. When so we start filming, there's going to be a lot of people who listen to this podcast a lot that are going to be like taken by surprise of what we're actually doing in here. What episode is this? Uh, this would be 64. Holy shit. So you've done, yeah. you've done your, done your juice. Yeah. We've been, we've been pretty consistent with making sure that we do it kind of make sure every week, if one of us is going away, then we try arrange one during the week. Look, you guys fucking treating life like a serious activity oh right? dude fu- it's tough <laughs> it is it's hard it's right? fucking hard and it's really hard to coordinate anything with comedians and i'm sure that you Fuck can yeah because we're all free range absolutely like we run off like inspiration sometimes yeah. we're unmotivated and oh. it's just we always also want things to just like explode immediately yeah oh and like there's also a lot of just like can't this just happen for me can someone just do it all <laughs> Dude, for me and uh, i'm yeah, just yep 100 i'm just there um, can i just be a fucking creative genius and then like yeah. the rest of the small business elements give me the dick fucking, to suck give me the dick to give suck. me we're the driving dick on the to way suck. over here and we're like if they offered you a dick, like like, <laughs> let's call it fourteen months into comedy, they're yeah. like, "Hey, you could earn a living off this." Yeah, you just got to suck that dick in the corner. Oh, dude, sucking that dick in the corner. I'd cup the Give balls. Me, I'd I'd I don't I wouldn't care if it was like a grotesque Harvey Weinstein looking I, dick. I, I don't care if it's two dicks. Yeah, it's just if I'm you're like putting everything on the platter and all I need to do is just <laughs> write platter. jokes, dude, and yeah. then they're just like every every big show you want, every also, club. I don't even want to write them. Yeah, I just want to be amazing. I want my life to be yeah. a montage. Oh, and dude. Then yeah. I just want to get my dick sucked. You know I how there's like, like the Matrix where they just press the button and yeah. you just sit there like, and then you walk out. And you're so like, oh, I don't know how to do callbacks, bloop. Yeah. Then, yeah. You just, <laughs> <fuck it laughs> on, you just yeah. do it. You just nailed it. Every week, what we do on the pod, Jared, is we, we crack a little beverage and uh, we do a beer breakdown. And it's not a very serious beer breakdown. It's just a whether you'd have, a, you'd have this beer again or not type thing because. Look, we're pretending to be comedians. We're not going to pretend to be beer experts. So yeah, okay. let's do this. All-time tune, dude. <laughs> Do you owe people money for this or what? Nah, dude, they gave us permission. <laughs> <Really>? <laughs> yeah. Did you ask? Well, uh, a listener asked them. <laughs> yeah, dude. 
<laughs> some guy from Missouri asked Asahi if we could use it. And they were like, sure, dude. Wait. <laughs> yeah. Asahi yeah. owns the VB. Owns Carlton United Breweries. Fuck, don't tell my granddad that. No, dude. <laughs> he fought for the, he fought, he fought him off and he's like, what? They fucking won in the he end. He fought against the Asahis. <laughs> uh, so what we are drinking is Bolter has actually released a new beer called Cerveza, which is pretty much their knockoff of Corona. So it's a light, crispy ale. I believe it's 1.1 standard drink, so you could pound a 1,000 of these. Uh, thanks for coming on, boys. Thank you, Jared. Cheers, we appreciate cheers. having you here, mate. Yeah. Let's try this. This is a uh, – I've been sipping it. I've been going to – behind the curtain, I'm just going to tell you I've been drinking it for about 10 minutes. It's delicious. It's good. So yeah. this is really nice. You could – you like – well, this some- isn't sponsored. We do we have to? We got to tell the truth. No, we can. This it, is good. Yeah, it's yeah. not sponsored. Yeah, good. this is just genuinely good, bro. There was one beer. Uh, who was the company cunt? I've like erased them. Slow Lane, Slow Lane Brewing Co. We gave them three opportunities on the pod. Dogs, all bullshit, all yeah. just filthy. So like, we will never like we have blacklisted. And in the sixty-four episodes, we've never had a brewery blacklisted. They wow. were the first. That it's just like. Even if they came to us like, boys, we'll give you five free cases. No. No, not happening. Take your story walking, cunts. Yeah. <laughs> fuck them, though. Story walking, cunts. It's fucking... It's a good bit. You can nail um, heaps of those. Oh, dude. Four, these are dangerous. These dangerous down at a beach, yeah. you'd just... F- you'd drink 30 of them. You'd actually... And you could actually... You'd think you could still drive. Oh, yeah, They're for that sure. delicious. You know? Yeah. You're like, no, nah, no, nah, it's fine. I haven't, I haven't been drinking. Yeah. They're like, I've been having a good time at the beach. If yeah, anything, I've been, I'm a brand. I've been <laughs> I've been hydrating down at the beach, <laughs> yeah. dude. These are majority water, right? You're not having fucking 40 of them and hitting your missus, are you? No. Fuck, no way. You're going to go home and listen to her. Yeah, like, dude. Babes, I love you. What's yeah, going on? I'll cook yeah. you food, babe. Yeah. What do you need? <laughs> <laughs> we should plan a trip. Yeah. yeah. Where do you want to go? Plan a Phillip trip, Island, babe. Yeah, come Phillip on. Remember, we've always been bloody talking about Yeah, bloody. Come on. Go and, watch the, go and watch the V8s at Phillip Island. Because yeah. I love you, babes. I love you. Do anything for you, babes. Yeah, yeah. Um, this is a for real, I'd do anything for you, babes, drink. Yeah, totally. Oh, so, man. Which, honestly, if you is a pretty high price. <laughs> yeah. Just listen to that, one of the, like, one if you of want the to highest. convert this into stars, it's five. Yeah. Surely, right? Dude, you just you could just drink. I think that's a good... Here's what it is for me. If you're going to make a lager, it needs to be crisp, malty, and you need to be able to drink thousands of them. Yeah. Especially in Australia. And I think that they've pretty much nailed that exact model of just being like... What do we want to do? We want to drink 30 of these? I reckon we should get the whole population onto it. Yeah. No one's upset about Australia Day. No one, no one, no one dude. From all spectrum. Yeah. yeah, people would be like, this is the correct date. This is, this is a fucking cracking day. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the flag's sick and these beers ripped. <laughs> exactly. It's in the past, man. Get over it. Move oh, on, shit. you bunch that of That argument. Dogs. Yeah. Love it. Now, this is a beer that you're supposed to be drinking these on a boat. Definitely. Yeah. Out on a boat for the whole fucking day. And there's, there's beers that you spend the whole day on a boat, and then when you get home, you definitely hit your missus. Yeah. But this one, you get off and you go, I love you, babe. Love yeah. you, babe. Also, thanks for ironing my nylon shirt. It's fucking, you know, <laughs> yeah. 100%. It's fucking great. I just love what you do for me, babes. Yeah. yeah. I appreciate you, babe. This is the kind of beer that you'd like wear a Hawaiian shirt with no yes. buttons done up and like a pair of Ray-Bans and some Speedos, maybe oh, a fedora yeah. on the but beach, dude. Yeah. <laughs> this, this beer makes me want to get those shoes that don't make your feet sweat, but they definitely should. You know, like, you know those boat shoes and you're like, why oh, is your yeah. feet not fucking stink? Yeah, yeah Like, because I'm rich. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Perspiration is for the poor. You got those. You got those. (laughs) (laughs) You got those sneaky little socks that you just slide on the inside. They look invisible. Yeah, sockets. When did when did socks become a secret? 
Hey, when I grew up in the nineties, everyone knew you had socks on, right? Oh, yeah. yeah, and there was like even certain socks you dedicate to jizzing in after they'd lost their elastics. Dude, my mum was like, "Jared, you haven't played footy in three years. Why are your socks in the wash every fucking week?" And yeah. I'm like, "Cause they're full of cum. They're full of them. You blew up at me for going through too much toilet paper, and I adapted. I improvised, and I overcame. <laughs> nice, very well done. Very well done. Um, but then, but then sooner something happened, and then we're like, "No, we can't let people see our." Can't, socks on. Yeah. Yeah. What is with that? Like, too? like he's not wearing socks. Yet. Like, no, he is. They're just they're hidden. Yeah. Fucking yeah. Secret, they're sneaky you know? socks. The world sneaky wanted socks. to see men's ankles for some reason. Yeah. Maybe it was. The, yeah. yeah I'm still not about it, dude. I'm still a high socks with a Vans boy. Yeah. Yeah. I I did that back in my formative years. Um. But yeah, I don't. I'm not getting my ankles out too much these days. You hit a certain age. I mean, I'm. I'm 40 in a few years. So I think if my, ankle- my ankle days are over, but they're going to come back when I'm 50, I reckon. Mm, yeah. That's how it works. Yeah. Slides. Everything Leather comes slides. Back What's that? What's uh, it? Leather slides. Leather slides. Oof. That's success. Are you, a, are you a croc wearer? No, fuck it. Of course no. I'm not a croc wearer. Yeah, what are you talking see, about? I, and I didn't mean to offend you. Mm. I didn't I didn't want to invite you over my house and just offend you like this, dude. So all, I apologize. Although I used to be a chef and they... And, and, and uh, chefs have like a, a hospitality version of Crocs. I've seen those. those. Yeah. They don't have holes in them. And they're comfy yeah. as fuck. I have worn there. They look like, uh, they kind of look like Birkenstocks yep. when Birkies like fully clothed. Clo- fuck, I can speak good. Clothes over. And you can put them in the uh, in the dishwasher at work, right? Because they're completely made of like hard rubber. So you just put them, line them up with a few plates, chuck them through and they just fuck clean it. themselves. There oh you go, my dude. God. Yeah, dude. yeah. For real? Yeah. That's so, so funny. Bro. I don't love walk or anything talk- with the heat. It's fucking great. Oh, Damn, dude. Have you have ha, tell me the most fucked up thing that you've seen happen in a kitchen? Because I've heard of some horrendous stories of I'll share one whilst yeah. you think. A chef that I used to work with got a steak sent back saying, Hey, uh, you overcooked it. And he's like, All right, no worries. Boys, there's a free steak for whoever wants it. Also, as a chef, you fucking hate any sort of feedback. Yeah, just oh. like any sort of constructive criticism, just straight up criticism or anything. You're like, it just chefs are psychopaths. Yeah, they are psychos. And so then he cooks them another one and then sends it out to them. Two bites get sent back. Hey, this one's a little bit undercooked. Mm. So the chef grabbed <laughs> it and just like took it to the bathroom when they had like a, you know, when there's piss troughs and they get clogged Gross. and they fill up with piss. He tossed it in the fucking, in this like pool of piss, then like grabbed a pair of tongs, dipped it around a few times, picked it up, came and threw it back on the grill and then sent it back out and then caught them on the way out. It was like, how was it? One of the best steaks that I've ever had, perfectly cooked. (laughs) And he was like, fuck you, cunts. Does that mean maybe you have to do that every time to like produce the most best product? Oh, He's like, I've unlocked the secret. Yeah, voice, boys. So you put it in the urinal. A couple yeah, times, perfect scotch fillet. Piss. <laughs> bro, two minutes you. on one side, two minutes on the other. Yeah. yeah. There's something about the minerals in your piss, bro. The urinal. Yeah. That, <laughs> <laughs> that helped fucking lock it in. Fucking we, brutal. We used to, uh, I liked um, playing pranks. So chefs play pranks on each other a lot. Because I transitioned, I was in the military and then I got out of the military and became a chef. And it's like the same fucking job. Like I went from the infantry mm. to the to like chefing and it's just like a different colored uniform, same amount of fucking tattoos and like less knives. Like it's just the same. You do what you're told. It's the same job, right? And um, everyone just plays pranks on each other while you're working. And a little chef trick is because your balls chafe up all the time because it's hot. Your yeah. dick's like always near an oven as well. So sometimes you're working and there's a, there's a your dick's like three inches away from an oven. Yeah. Right? <clears throat> so 
you would get um, um, corn flour and you would put it down your pants. Mm. It stops you from chafing. So we had one of these apprentices. We taught him the trick or whatever. He uses it all the time. And then we replaced the uh, corn flour bucket and label with custard powder. So this motherfucker's just filled his jocks up with custard powder and then like over the course of his shift just made like dick custard. (laughs) 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 And he was just going... Right, and it was like the sweat was like churning in it. Like his, oh the, my God. his dick whisked up a fucking cremon gaze. <laughs> <laughs> and we were all in on it, but he wasn't right. So we're just like looking over him and his face is going, uh, uh, and he's just fucking spotted dick down there. Like, it's Oh my <laughs> God, dude. It's a good prank. That's a solid one. That's yeah. a great one. Did you anyone eat it? it? <laughs> no, imagine, oh, imagine that on your fucking foreskin. Jesus. Oh, <laughs> mate. Fucking hell. Keep um, around some dick custard for mm. those shitty customers. Oh, dude, fucking hell. How's that for a little bit of a dessert fucking dick custard with a bit yeah. of foreskin feather on top? Sorry about the meal. Compliments of the chef. Here's yeah. a free <laughs> custard. Yeah. Wow. Yeah, dick custard. That's zone. fucking hilarious. And I think about that once a month, I reckon, and laugh Oh yeah. to myself. Like, I'll just be walking down the street and I go, <laughs> It's just like the great, <laughs> the greatest things I've ever witnessed. Oh, Dick custard. Yeah. <laughs> Flashbacks that hit you all the time, dude, of something funny that happened to you are kind of like what keeps me going, dude. Yeah. I reckon at least once a week I think of the time that I was walking with a group of mates um, in in public and we were just driving. Um, Sorry, we were just walking along the side of a road and then a car was coming by and a guy just hung out of the car with an egg and pegged it at us <laughs> that is funny. And, and just and just hit my friend in the face. Oh, dude. And like we were just walking and I just see the I clock him. I see guy torso out the window and just hook and I just see this egg go and just slap my fucking friend Daniel in the face, dude. The funniest thing in the world. Because the bro. backstory of that is these two guys are driving around. With eggs. Yeah. Oh, there was like a and car like, full of them. There was like, like in the kid, back. Get this kid, get this kid. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> they drove around going, oh. So the they've got their own flashback now of being oh. like, fuck, remember when you hit that kid, kid in the face? You're like, yeah, I was trying to get him in the body, but I just missed. And they've got their Fucking own little. Nailed it. There was a car full of people who were hysterically laughing at what they did. And then <laughs> no, there was should. us where everyone hysterically laughed at one guy for doing it. So he made like 11 people just die laughing with one perfect shot with an egg out of a fucking like a fucking dude like a nissan pulsar i was in a group of uh of when we were teenagers by the way i loved being a kid i just loved being a te- it was the fucking best take me back the i best. don't want my memories now just i'll just do it again but i was in a group of guys called caution right so um jackass had just come out it was really popular we created it we had like camcorders we were like pushing Sweet. each other out in trolleys it was just like honestly the best years of our life. And we used to like do this caution sign. Caution. Boom. See that? Yeah. yeah. And um, we had this guy, <laughs> Scott Anderson, right? Which is hilarious because he, he was the loosest guy and now he's a priest. It's so fucking funny. But um, he was like, climb up. We had this big W near our house. It was probably three stories high. Fuck. And he's like, I'm going to climb on the roof and I'm going to shit off the side. <laughs> 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 and we're like, do it, bro. He was the Dave England of the group. <laughs> so there was like this fire exit, I guess, that was on the side of this huge building. And he just went up there, pulled his pants down and just hung his ass three stories up. There's five <laughs> dudes staring at a guy's ass in the sky. 
<laughs> and he just did a crap and it just went and just like landed in front of us and we just like erupted like we won the premiership. <laughs> We're like, Aah! and he's up there going, fucking told you I could. <laughs> oh, dude, like there's so, like. <laughs> it makes my brain run a little bit wild as well because like. Not only are you hanging three stories up, like at one point he would have had to like tuck his dick and piss as well. So like when you piss, you poo, right? So he's just like... <laughs> so he would have been like dribbling down the side of the building and it just drops the fucking deuce from three stories up. That's fucking hilarious. I know. And he went on to become a youth pastor and uh, he was like a cool Christian rocker. Like he so had a born sick, again. Yeah. And I caught up with him like four years ago. I messaged all the boys from Perth. Like just all, we had like a get together of caution. And um, and also people in our year. There was probably 12 of us at the, at the pub and he was having a soda water. Oh. And uh, he's like, yeah, good. So we get these uh, unfortunate children and we put them through a program and stuff. And I was like, dude, remember that time you shit off Big W? <laughs> <laughs> And everyone was like, oh, I fucking think about that all the time. Yeah. <laughs> he's just so mortified about his like, life. He's gone on to these amazing things. He's still just like, Ugh. Yeah. <laughs> he, had to, he had to repent for his sins and see the light of the Lord and then oh. just guide the next generation to not shit off mm. the side of a building. Dude, one of your mates shitting is the fucking funniest oh, fucking yeah. thing ever, dude. One time I was at a sleepover for one of my mate's birthdays. <clears throat> and this guy, he would have one every year and we would all set up massive like 10 12 person tents like in his backyard and they'll just be like 15 teenage boys that's a good time i there, remember that that's a great fucking time. great time because you leave as soon as the sun goes down and you just start wandering the streets <laughs> yeah and we were doing knock and runs oh what a gag the best yeah the fucking best shit ever you know dude. why it's funny it's because you knock and, and then, then you run. run. <laughs> it's so good, man. Set Classic up and punch. So good. Set up and punch. They open the doors. No one there, dude. It's hilarious. <laughs> it's hilarious. So we're doing that. <laughs> so classic, dude. It's so good. Yeah. Yeah. So we're doing that, and you would like send one. You would. We would try and pick like the hardest houses to do a knock and run on okay. ones that had like big stairs that go up like the front door fucking was on like a balcony man. or the driveway was super long and we would just be like no you have to fucking do that house <laughs> my one of my fucking mates nick we were like you have to go and do this house and he was like okay sick so we're like a little bit maybe like two or three houses down or hiding behind this bush and we see him going he's walking up he gets halfway down the driveway dude and he just turns around and he looks at us Drops his dax and just does a shit on this person's driveway. What a legend! <laughs> and, it was in, legend. and it was in the middle of the night, so it's dead silent, and we're all being silent. And we just see him squat, and then we just hear this. Oh, yes. <laughs> and then and we're all dying laughing. He pulls his pants up and fucking like runs off, dude. It was one of the funniest things I've ever fucking seen. I love seen, watching dude. someone when they when they have fl fight or flight and they just confidently pick fight. They're fuck yeah, we're owning this night right now. Yeah. 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 This will be a story. Shit on the floor. It was hilarious, dude. Man, Two what, of us got arrested happened, that night. It was whatever great. happened to the brown eye? Remember? Oh, dude, yeah. That don't exist anymore. I right? don't know. Yeah. Like well, kids would be scared to be brown eyeing people now cuz you never know who's it's sexually watching. assault. Yeah. Like think about it. Like if you do a brown eye at school, 
your parents would be in the office being yeah. like, oh, Well, nowadays it's encouraged by like a purple hair teacher to just be like, yes, everyone look at each other's brown eyes. Yeah, show Free your brows. <laughs> we Free the anus. Get the anus on the The Instagram. anus has been oppressed too Speak- long in this <laughs> patriarchal structures, dude. Speaking of rogue turds, do you guys remember? It's <laughs> 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 the new Star Wars film. <laughs> Return of the brown eye. <laughs> Quick chewy. <laughs> <laughs> oh. um, do you guys remember doing like swimming lessons when you're really early in primary school? Yeah. And like, depending on what your swimming ability was, you had different shit that you'd do. But then uh, in Canberra at the end, like you'd all have like a pool party. And one thing that we'd do is we'd go into the baby pool. I don't know if you guys ever did this. And you do what was called a whirlpool. Yep. Yep. So everyone just runs around in circles and eventually creates a whirlpool. God, that was fun. Oh, some of the best fun until this one kid <laughs> dropped a turd <laughs> in the in whirl- the whirlpool. Oh right? man! So then, like, there's like a shit that's floating, which just created pandemonium of people running faster, <laughs> which in turn made the turd float faster. <laughs> just around, there's people just like sprawling out of the fucking pool. Like the lifeguards, like, what the fuck's going on? Then they see this fucking nugget just floating in the wow. water. That just shut the whole pool down. Wow, it was one of the one of the great core memories about rogue turds. <laughs> oh, dude, <laughs> that's so fucking funny, dude. Because you're already trying your hardest to do to make the whirlpool. Like everyone's going as yeah, hard as they can, high and then you just hit that fucking fifth gear that you didn't know that you fucking had. Once there's a sh- someone else's shit. <laughs> you guys ever surfed? <clears throat> Uh, I've done once or twice. I bought a surfboard, yeah. bro, and it's just literally <laughs> sat in my garage for like two years. You do it aqua turd heaps, I so you just out the back of like waves or whatever. You're like, I got a shit. It's too fucking hard to go back in and find a toilet. Yeah. So you just straight fucking wetsuit down, boom, snap it off in the ocean. It's so free, right? You feel great, but uh, out there surfing one day, fucking, because obviously the turd's still around. Yeah. Right. <laughs> yeah. So then it gets caught up in the in the waves, right? This fucking wave took a turd. And just flung it at this dude's head. (laughs) (laughs) And it's like, dude, he's got like one guy with one dreadlock. You're like, what the fuck? Oh, man. (laughs) I tell you what's funny about that. Like, we've all done, like, we've all done some absolute whips it, dude. Yeah. You see a bodyboarder get like spat out at like the wedge or something. Just like, (laughs) Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> Mick Fanning's punching it like what? Yeah. <laughs> We've all done nasty fucking turds, and you get like a little bit of shit on your hand, and you're like well, after wiping, you're like yeah. fuck, that's gross. I'm such a fucking degenerate. Imagine being in the waves, just like connected with Mother Nature. There's nothing better than just me, the freedom of riding a wave, and some <laughs> other cunt's turd just fucking king hits you in the face. You're like, what the fuck? What is it? <laughs> Is that fucking shit? <laughs> just like someone who's been fucking a bit iffy about the ocean for a while and is like just sort of like waning dude. their way into it. They're about waist dude. height and just a wave comes and dude, flicks dude, a dude, turn dude, at dude. them, dude. <laughs> <laughs> fucking hell. That's that's sick, dude. I should learn how to surf, dude, now that I fucking live here. Yeah. yeah. I got the I got the board there and for whatever reason I was like, yep, yeah, this is like all my what happened was I saw my mate surfing one day. And it was just conditions were perfect out here at Stockton. And I just had envy of just watching every one of my friends just go and just catch barrels for like two hours. And I just had to sit there drinking yeah. long necks. I'm like, no, nah, I'm going to learn how to do this. And like went down to ADHD wormhole, Sick. found a, like a good be- beginner's board, bought it 
And then literally it's sat in my garage. I haven't fucking even put wax on the cunt. This summer I'll get out. 90% right? of surfing is just like figuring out if you're going to surf. Like it's like looking at weather. It's like yeah. just you driving to a spot, having a look, going, nah, you drive to another spot. You go, oh, it was better where we were. You just go back there. Then you're like, now it's shit. And that's, and that's that's surfing. That's you, like most of surfing. You grew up in WA, didn't you? <clears throat> yeah, Perth. Were you ever like stressed about sharks? Look, uh, I mean, I guess obviously it's known for that. Yeah. But like, uh, you know, a lot of us, we surfed most weekends or we were at the beach, whatever. We bodyboard mainly. But do um, you know what? I never, I never met anyone who'd really seen a shark. I mean, I guess there's people, the amount of people that are just in the water is so much. And the shark attacks, it's mathematically, it's very improbable. Yeah. But obviously, it's such a, so on the news and it's such a big thing. So it sounds like it's always happening. But um, it's pretty safe there now because I was there recently and they have fucking drones going over the water, right? Oh, okay. Yeah. So there's just some nerd sitting in an office looking at all these footage of these drones and they just catch these sharks from ages away and then they get them inside. So, but it's always some dickhead that's super motivated and they're like, I'm going to swim at dusk every day. Yeah. 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 Do you know yeah, what? Yeah. You can get fucking eaten. Like, that's some surfer got relaxed. got his foot bitten off in Port Macquarie this week. Wow! Four meter great white shark just went fucking. How you going, mate? And just yeah, took it. That's so large. Yeah, that's, that's so like, big. That's massive. Dude, you dude. see, like <clears throat> I've seen footage of three meter ones, and like the camera has to pan underwater of how big it is. Yeah, an extra an extra fucking meter on that, and just that thing coming and attacking you would be terrifying. Imagine a four meter dude. Yeah, like just a human dude. that's four meters tall. Just, and you just two mason coxes <coughs> stacked <right>. on top <coughs> of each other, and he's with like, I'm a bite huge mouth. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> like, a I bigger mouth can't. than mason cox. But also, like, you're in an environment that's like he's built to like move in. Yeah, and you're not. No, <laughs> it's like a terrifying. <laughs> it's dude. So terrifying. And he's literally got like three things on his entire mind for life. Also, he smelt yeah. you an hour ago. And he's yeah. he's just coming to like yeah do a little inve- <laughs> yeah. and most he's of the circled time- you like seven times by now <laughs> and yeah. most of the time they're oh, investigation bites as well they're just like having a little cheeky nib to geez, see if it's worth it. His investigation really softens that term, isn't it? He lost his foot. Yeah, it's just an investigation bite. Yeah, he's just seeing <laughs> if that was <laughs> if that was <laughs> fucking yeah. you know <laughs> is this legit or is this a bit of dick custard that I'm going with? He's here? talking to his mates and he goes, uh, well, he goes, oh, did you eat? These? He's like, nah, I just gave me an investigation. Why didn't you eat him? He's like, dude, he had a shit on his head. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That was covered in literal shit, dude. <laughs> Do you reckon that, like, also Perth is maybe a bit more known for the shark attacks because it's on the news so much because there's also just not that much else going on? Oh, fucking giddy up. Like, it's just like so mining it's like, We got one. Let's yeah. go, dude. There's 45 Absolutely. minutes of the weekly report this and, week. And Let's also go. it was controversial for a while because there was this one group of people that were like, if you get a shark attack, they're going to get in a boat and they're going to go find the shark, which also I don't understand if that's the shark and they shoot it. Like that's a, that's a thing, which I'm not like for. And mm. then there's a other group of people being like, that's their home. Don't, don't kill the fucking shark. Right. Yeah. And then there was like a big debate about, they like call them, I think they're called drum lines. So they're essentially baiting yeah. sharks or whatever. Um, so it was like really divisive, but also like you're 16 times more likely to be attacked by a surfer. Like, have you fucking met these cunts? Like, oh, just, 16 is very generous. They will give dude. you an investigation punch. Like, if you're from, yeah. if you're from another head. suburb that has yeah. a beach and you come down to this beach, you're going to get punched in the head. They Bro. should drumline them with, like, fucking schooners on the end. And <laughs> <laughs> they just go grab it. They're like, they're like, well, 
we got to keep the numbers down. You know, <laughs> we want to make this. We can't the let the population get out of control. Yeah, yeah exactly. Right. That day that the day that I watched my mates surfing, there was some blokes from somewhere else. And uh, just dropped in on one of the boys, which is a big no-no. And oh, then, yeah. do like, that. they popped up out of the water and my mate's like, what are you doing, cunt? And the, ki- <laughs> the kid just turns around and he goes, fuck off, cunt. It's locals only. And he's just like, bro, I'm third generation Stockton. He's wow. like, who the fuck are you, cunt? And then those boys quickly picked up. They're like, oh, fuck, like, let's get out of here type thing. And they just, like, caught the next wave in. And then, yeah, that mate came in, like, raging, like, wanting to beat the fuck out of this cunt. I was like, over a wave, dude. <laughs> like, yeah, like it's it was what just, happened to like the Beach Boys tuned in the background, you know, like, yeah, yeah. Yeah, surfing, yeah. So dog, dog, you know? yeah, yeah. fucking beat. <laughs> and that's what they're like. They're like, nah, this is my bit. Like, it's, it's fucking pretty. Very territorial. Very territorial. They're in it for like the sense of community, but if it clashes with someone else's community, it's like, it's a, gang. It's, gang. it's a gang. It's a gang. It's a gang with a hobby associated with it. Yeah. Right? It's like it's a productive gang. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like, it's just good for the mindfulness. Also, we bash guns. Yeah. Like it's a it's, it's a, a really it's good a good way to escape. Like, and then you can escape violence through your fist. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but yeah, so I think face. they f- they need to make the same law they have in West Australia with the sharks or the surfers. So if a surfer punches you in the back of the head, then you get in a boat, you find him and you shoot him. You shoot I think him. that's shoot him on spot. Because yeah. then they'll pretty quickly might just get one that looks like violence. Maybe Get one that looks like him. If it's not him, look, you're still sending a message. You yeah, grab him by the it. ear, like, oh shit, wrong tag. <laughs> it's um, and I think it's another thing about WA in particular, Perth, is that I think there's like it's almost been like a bit of propaganda for people not to move there. For sure, where they're just like, nah, mate, our beach is a fucking shark they don't want to get. Like they don't want anyone there. Like nah, my mate it. who moved to Perth is just like, dude, it's the best. Like for the house prices in comparison to Sydney, you get where paid he's heaps. living. He's yeah. like, I, and yeah, he, he works in cranes and he's got other mates that work in mining oh, and I shit. Can just, I can already hear that he's loaded. Yeah. yeah. And he's just like, brah, get paid <clears throat> big money stacks. And yeah. I was like, fucking goddamn. And they don't want anyone coming. No. And no. he's just like, yeah. So that's what I think that is part of the propaganda of being like, dude, the beaches, you can't even swim there, man. Don't even look at it. They don't even call the rest of Australia by their state names. They just call it the Eastern States. Yeah. yeah. And that's they say, I'm going on a holiday, the Eastern States. And I'm like, which fucking one? Like, you, yeah. <laughs> they're like Adelaide. I'm like, that's not. The right answer. Yeah. Like, yeah. What are you talking that's, that's about? That's just east of you. Yeah. Also, yeah. they don't go places. No. They don't go to Sydney. Why the fuck would you go to Sydney? No. They go to, they go to the Bali three times a year. Cuckoo's Keeling yeah. Islands or some shit. They go to Bali and catch up with each other. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Dude, like the, the fly-in, fly-out workers or the miners yeah. where they work like half the year, they're just like, yeah, I get paid so much money that on my week off, I just go to Bali and just it's relax crazy. in Bali. Yeah, get fucking rubbing tugs and shit. Yeah, like, and my money time. goes... Four times further than what it would like anywhere heaps else. of money. Yeah. And yeah. Um, like I've got family and stuff. They do it all the time. They, my family catch up in other countries. They're like, we'll go to Bali. They're like, we'll have a family catch up in Bali. I'm like, you all live five minutes from each other. Yeah. <laughs> like, why don't you do this at Nan's house? Yeah. yeah. What's wrong with the cafe? <laughs> yeah. Right? Oh, too expensive. Oh, yeah. well, eight bucks for a fucking cappuccino. Oh, I fucking took tooks down at the cafe, brother. <laughs> <laughs> I, I literally heard him. They're like, on the, I could buy a person for eight bucks in Bali. <laughs> I heard him on the phone. They're like, cool, can't wait for the next Bali trip to catch up. I was like, what, what the fuck? Like, just, they just, that's what they do. They're just so isolated. They try to become their own country in the 30s, I think. Yeah. Yeah, and um, they should have. They had a referendum; it passed, and then it went to. I, I think my facts are straight here. Then it went to the High Court of Australia, which got through. Then it went to the High Court of England because they had to essentially break up the federation. So it had some weird sort of constitutional things, um, and they vetoed it. Yeah. So, but the the old f- the figures are that if the Republic of Western Australia 
was to be its own country now, that country would have the highest GDP per capita of anywhere in the world. Yeah, Damn, I've dude, heard that. The correlation is tiny, and the revenue is fucking huge. Right? Huge. Because they're like, what do we got? Dirt. <clears throat> Let's fucking dig it up. Yeah. <laughs> Dirt. It not up. that many of us. Let's dig. I did a mining camp tour recently of all the mining camps uh, in Western Australia, which was sick. Flying to each one, boop, 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 and I'm like. You know, you always think that they're just digging it up, but like, dude, there's so much of nothing out there. So much. Yeah. Just hanging my head, like looking out the window and it's just red, 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 hole in the ground, red, 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 hole in the ground. Like it's, there's nothing out there. And it's funny that like your family just decides to go to Bali for catch-ups and then you're like, no, I'm going to get into the arts and just struggle to fucking... <laughs> they think I am a fucking idiot. Oh, dude. Yeah. <laughs> they don't understand. Yeah. Nah. My dad and my dad and his pop were like the exact same. Like, they're just like, you can't fucking go and work for a cunt for free, mate. You need to yeah, hit him up. big. Yeah. Ask for money. Look him in Stop the eye. Stop being a pussy. Shake his hand firmly, firmly. look him in the eye. Yeah. yeah. You can't just be working for free, Taylor. That's not right. Yeah. And I'm just sitting there going like, I'm begging for these spots, pop. <laughs> like, <laughs> also, do you know This is a really big opportunity for me. <laughs> yeah. No, yeah, it's fucking wild. Um, cause they, uh, but the art scene over there is incredible because uh, I don't want to sound rude, but there's a lot of working class over there yeah. and they need things to do when they're not working. So yeah. they all go out. Mm. They all go out for dinner. They spend fucking shitloads of money. They all pay to get into comedy clubs. Big Like the comedy club over there is 55 bucks a ticket. Backpackers yeah, fuck. fucking Hundreds central too. Packed, packed, packed. Yeah, and, I'm very um, keen to get over there. But then, like, it's, it's ultimate capitalism, right? Because it, over there is also the highest you can get paid as a comedian because it all fucking trickles down because there's money going into the clubs. Because <coughs> yeah, they're charging yeah. a price, they're putting on a product. The place is making heaps of money. Like, every comedy club in WA is making good money. So they're like, do you want to come over? M- MC, 400 bucks. You're like, big pun. Fuck! And you're like, yeah, sure. Cool, sweet. Headline, 600 to season, excuse me. Like, you know, mm. it's, 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 uh, it's, it's really great. For Dude. the business. Do you so, miss living there? <clears throat> I like going home and I do it three times a year now. Okay. So I'll go back for generally three months of the year. Why not? When Fringe Festival is on, I'll go there for six weeks, um, which also happens to be like, so I usually go for Christmas and then their Fringe is in January. So that's kind of like my good sort of family catch up, then boom, into work. Um, I just got back probably six weeks ago. I go there for winter usually. Yeah. Mm. Fair. Catch that's up cool. with the family, get the fuck out of Melbourne. And I go there and I work. So I can, you know, I can work. I can do, I did 30 gigs in a month. See the sun. Yeah. And um, make some money and just also by then I've probably got some more material that I can work on in their, their paid scene, but then do a one open mic a week and their sort of grass level is um, getting a lot better, but it's lower. So you can go in there and kind of have a good crush with some new stuff. Yeah, sick. And just work on it away from everyone. And um, then I have a, usually a trip away. Like I might do some corporate stuff. Like I do these mining camp tours and stuff, which are very lucrative. And they kind of help pay the bills and that sort of stuff. So I'm going back in October. So it, it's not my home, but it always feels like home. Yeah, okay. I mean, and in the way that a hometown does. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. You're from Newcastle? No, Canberra, originally. <laughs> when you go back there, does it feel... Yeah, you feel like... Like going back to do the comedy festival this year, it was like, ah, oh, like... Feels nice. Yeah, it feels good. See the you see the Black Mountain Tower, you see mates, and it's just like, you yeah. know where you're going. You can get dropped anywhere there, and you're like, I can get my way out of here. But there's a level of comfort there. That I think, um, this is going to sound weird, but family and support can give you yeah, too can, much comfort. It can be crippling. Yeah. So That's why most people stay, a majority of people are born and raised and live and die in the same place. That's very yeah. evolutionary, yeah. 
heaps. Yep. So Canberra's like that too, dude. Oh, <laughs> like absolutely. like ninety percent of Canberra are like people who were born and raised there, yeah. which is fair enough. Because if you were born and raised in Canberra and then you go live somewhere else, it's pretty easy for you to be like, Canberra's fucking sick as fuck. Actually, mm. as a comic, I, I think it's very important. We touched on this in the drive over here to to really diversify your your audience. You know, if you do a certain place that's quite easy, or even a place that's very hard all the time. You know, like inner city Melbourne, for example, if you just become an inner city Melbourne comedian, you're going to lose a bunch of skills that you're going to need elsewhere. Yeah. It's very important in comedy. I always try to do this is to just keep on the move, keep on the move, keep on the move, right? And just get like almost like really diversify your act. So you can become, you can walk into a room and you go, I think I need this key for this lock. Yeah. yeah. And you've got it because you've fucking bombed before without, you know what I mean? Like you figured... If you, I think if a club's too good and you're always working there. Yeah. That's what's got me worried about Newcastle. Throw, I throw, look a, my, tough, throw a tough room at you and yeah. then you're like, ooh, I've got some, ooh, I'm, ooh, I'm a bit soft on it. Boys, can we I'm take belly. a quick break for a sec? You yes. need a piss? So you're talking about um, how it's good to kind of diversify the crowds that you perform in. Yeah, because you got it. Because, like, I mean – if you want to do this as a business, right? So I'm in. I've been very fortunate in comedy. I've. I mean, I, like, don't get me wrong. I worked hard, but um, you know, I, I've for the last twelve to fourteen months, I've been full time. Yeah, and it's uh, like it's honestly the fucking best. Yeah, I was. I was very. This is one thing that I wanted to talk to you about as well because I think the last time I saw you at the club, you were just maybe getting to the point where you're about to start yeah, doing it full time. You got to um. It's it's very risky. Mm. Did you, know? you have a bunch of bulk cash saved and you're like... I had to. So I had to save some money. Yeah. Um, essentially, I tapered off work. So I was working five days a week, did open mic every night. Then as soon as I made like $100 a week, I went straight to four days a week. I was like, I'm going to work less. I'm going to... I kept my pay the same for a long time. Then I earned probably $250 a week. Then I went three days a week. And I just had more days off to focus on the... I guess, I guess essentially my part-time job. Yeah. And then I went from three days to two days and then eventually just dropped off, right? So I think that's quite important to, you need to be financially secure. Yeah. You know? Because so much of comedy requires an investment, you know? Like if you want to do a full festival run, as in like festivals in most cities and states, you got to spend like, I think this year I spent 15 grand on festivals before any money came back in. Yeah. So that's, you're investing in the product before you get the return, which is the ticket sales. Yeah. So I've always looked at it as a, as a business because like very fortunate that I worked in um, restaurants because I look at it as a cafe. You want to make some money in a cafe, you got to buy fucking coffee beans. You got to have all these overheads. You got to spend like 200K before anything comes back in. So there's no reason why a com- comedian who has a product and has a marketing angle and has all the rest of it, you just don't have any bricks and mortar you need to apply your same business model than that, right? You want to cut lawns for a living? Like, you're like, well, how am I going to get people to know that i got to cut lawns? Yeah. Also, I'm going to need all the equipment. I'm going to need a vehicle to get around. Like, this stuff. Comedians are exactly the same. And we often forget that. And you just go, why aren't I making any money? It's like, dude, you haven't, you haven't invested in the business. It's yeah. like, go mm. start a lawn mowing company off zero bucks. Like, An artist has got to fucking buy paint, dude. 100%, right? So, you need to, you need to invest. So, that's the thing. So, even though I've been working full-time as a comedian... The last 12 months, I probably haven't paid off my investment. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Mm. So, but that's fine because I've got 30 years to pay that off. Yeah. Incrementally, right? That's how business works, right? I've, I've invested in myself. Yeah. Um, 
And then it, you need to diversify your audience because if you want to do this, you need to go around to places. You can't just make the one money in the one spot. Yeah, no. Australia yeah. doesn't really have a road like America would. You'd call it the road. Australia doesn't have that, so you find yourself definitely self-producing a lot. I'm going to go to this one town. It's got a population of ten thousand. I'm going to hire a venue. I'm going to do this. Like I'm, you need to kind of create your own road, which means you need to have the skills to show up into that place and be like, look, I've got this hour-long show, but this show that I'm doing for these people in fucking Yarrawonga or wherever the hell you are is going to be a little bit different to the one I do at the Melbourne Comedy Festival. Yeah. Because these people aren't the same people. So I need to be a different act. So you need gears. And that's why you need to travel around and you need to fucking struggle and you need to have wins and you need to, yeah, just create that sort of like levels within your act. And you can walk on stage and you can be like, I might start in third tonight. And then you see like a show that's going well. You're like, fuck yeah, we're going straight into fifth gear. Yeah. Okay. But then you need to be able to like, cool, I need to re-MC this. Right now too, because like the MC, I don't know who this person is and they're fucking dying and also there's a good, good crowd in here and they're hating everyone right now. So I might go do two minutes of that and then I'll do eight minutes of this in a spot. Like that's that's a thing you need to do as well. Mm. Um, yeah, you need to really leave nothing to luck. Does that make sense? Yeah. <clears throat> that's what going around and, and traveling was good for me. Like I was very – well, I thought of this earlier. I'll give you the, the hottest tip I ever figured out in comedy. So I – started traveling interstate way before I was like a comedian. Like I do, I had like seven minutes and I was like, fucking, I'm just going to travel Australia. And yeah. Cause I think you can travel Australia on seven good minutes. Like you go anywhere. They're like, yeah, here's a seven minute spot. It's like, fuck yeah. Crush True. that. You're on. Yeah. Right? yeah. So what I used to do is I, I created a, a, a different email account and I subscribed to every airline's newsletter. And I was like, send me your newsletter. And then they would send me an email going, Hey, this is for our members. These are this sale. It's a $40 return flight to Brisbane. It's in four months' time. I'd buy it. I'd put it in my calendar four months away and I'd load my calendar up with those trips. And if I couldn't get $40 of work in Brisbane, you just don't rock up at the airport. Yeah. You just don't, you just don't go. Yeah. You don't have to cancel anything. Because you've lost a <clears throat> dinner at a restaurant. It doesn't matter, right? Like yeah, it okay. But then you'd, you go six weeks out from, from travelling somewhere. Like I know... You know, you don't book fucking lineups six weeks out, right? Not the – you might book the headliner, but the other ones you don't. So then you send your message out. You're going, hey, I'm going to be in town in six weeks. Yeah. Have you got a spot? And they go, yeah, jump on. So then you're like – you're automatically bypass the open mic stage. You're straight into the curated spots. <clears throat> then you might have 50 bucks here. You might have some money there. Now your trips made you some money. And you can go away and you can diversify your act and you can network. And yeah. you can find new people within places. You can get vouch you can then be vouched for, right? Mm. So then you meet other people at shows and they're like, hey, I'm in this room. Next time you're in town, just let me know. So then you go, cool. Then you're starting you're loading up your network, right? So then the next time you get that that free that, you know, that cheap flight and you go there, you're doing twice as many gigs, you're doing like three in a night. Can I go on early here and I'll go on late there? Yeah, sure, sweet. I'll hook you up. Now you're earning twice your amount of income. Right? Same amount of overheads. And you just fucking keep doing that. Until you just go, all right, I know that Newcastle kind of like this sort of comedy. So I'm going to create a bit more of this. I'm going to start learning some local things. I'm going to start grabbing some material, right? So I can become a bit of an act. And I think that was like super important. Did That's you feel like epic. you got treated like a booked comedian <clears throat> before you were one? Because you were able to do the thing of like, oh, I'm going to be up there here. So Correct. they're like, oh, this guy's like a traveling person. Fucking oath, man. Yeah, that was the okay. whole thing, right? Because like. You condom. 
Yeah, well, you, 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 do, you do the actions, right? And then people see the actions. This is why I think social media is so powerful because it's, it's your sort of like living resume. Like it's interactive. It's an interactive resume, right? So then you go boom, 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 boom. And then early on, people were like, fuck, Jarek Andrews kind of like everywhere. Yeah. And then I like, was like that. Yeah. And they're like, well, is he good? And I was like, yeah, he's all right. He's got good seven. I haven't seen him do anything else. He's like, all right, I'll book him. Yeah. And then your actions create more actions. And then I guess I don't want to say fake it till you make it because you're not faking anything. You're just kind of doing it. Mm-hmm. But it's like you you put the put the pavers down and you walk the path and then you've got more path. Yeah. Because you're doing the thing, right? So then you go, right, cool. Now I've got this this like yellow brick road around Australia where I can go, boom, I'm in Adelaide next week. I'm doing this, I'm doing that, I'm doing this, I'm doing that. I've got my three-day-a-week job so I can, you know, knock off on a Wednesday and I've got Thursday, Friday, fly out there, do whatever. And you're traveling and you're working, right? And then now... When you want to step up the next time, someone's like, can you MC? And you're like, great, it's, MC's good money, right? You know, like MCing Newcastle at the moment, that's great cash, you know? So now I'm, now it's lucrative. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> and you go, hey, this little part-time job's looking less part-time. Yeah. But you've done the, because you've, I guess you've made, you didn't lose money. It's important in life to not lose money. You don't even have to make money. You can just, you just have to not go broke. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> and for a long time. Yeah. And then you can make money. And what are you doing for accommodation when you're going up there? In the backpackers right now. Yeah. Yeah, boom, four people in a room, two South African dudes, like fucking, sorry, South American dudes. Like, I'm not there because I'm just, I'm just sleep there at night, go to the club at night, walk around during the day, have coffee, work in a cafe, like digital nomad, I guess you'd call it. Yeah. Working on your marketing, sending your emails, doing your stuff. Dude, it's $30 a night. Yeah. <clears throat> That's, uh, it's nice. You meet people, sit down, chat to them. Like, it's, it's, it's enjoyable. I like it. I'm traveling. Yeah, there's there's nothing wrong with you know taking a taking a little hostel route and exactly. Well, what, what said, do you know, I need the fucking hotel for? Yeah, like, do I? Why do I need a hundred eighty dollar hotel? Yeah, yeah. and like, you're not there. I'm not doing anything with it. And also, if it's great, I'll stay there. But if it's not, I'll go see shit. Yeah, I'll live life and walk around and. It's funny because I did I did the same thing. Um, I'm going up to Brisbane next week just to watch a footy game and uh, chill for my mate's thirtieth, and I message one of the boys that's done some comedy up that way and i was like bro can you vouch for me and he's like a hundred percent so then i hit up a room runner there and was like hey like i'm a paid regular at the newcastle comedy club i'm going to be in brisbane on this date is there any spots would love to do one and he came back he's like dude i would love to have you on but it's right in the middle of our month-long comedy festival. festival that we're doing so he's just like i can't but would you be interested in coming back up and doing a spot and i was like absolutely How's this time in October? I'll be back up there. Done. And I was not planning on being back up there, but was like, yeah, I'll be back up there. And he's just like, yeah, sweet. Here you go. Here's a spot. So it's really interesting that that's the avenue that you've taken. Because you're going to reverse engineer it sometimes. So when I wanted to first go into like the comedy club, like the sit down comedy club in Brisbane and like the Rhino Room and all that sort of stuff, I would kind of didn't have the flight sometimes, but I would just like look in the future and I'd be like, Hey, I'm coming here. Um, I've got the option of these three weeks in October because we've got this bit of a family thing and we're just trying to figure it all out. None of that's happening. I just want a gig. Mm-hmm. Um, I've got availability here. Boom. Okay, then you book around that. So you book around the gigs, okay? And then you've got people to vouch for you then, right? So then you go there, you crush at the Rhino Room. Then you go to the sit-down comedy club. They all fucking talk to each other, right? And you go, hey, I'm coming in. Um Sounds great. I was talking to Craig at the, at the Rhino Room the other night. He said a lot of good things about you, about the club. I'd love to be on. Like, great. Old mate, 
messages his mate from the other club. Do you know Jared? Yeah, he's good. Crushed here last week. Okay, cool. Now you've got in the next place, the third place you go, you've got two vouchers. Yeah. And it compounds over time, right? Mm. And then you start getting into more places, opening things, and then you're making these networks because then the festivals come around, right? And it's really important in festivals to be in a good location. So then by like going there and hundred by like I think I did did Adelaide right into the just didn't get paid much, but like just chipped away at the main club there, doing the five sevens, doing the five sevens, doing the five sevens, doing the best thing, the best five seven I had. Like I had something that was pretty bulletproof. And I just did that, did that, did that, did that. And then it's like Adelaide Fringe comes around and then I get to do my show at the Rhino Room. Yeah. And that's where everybody goes for comedy. Yeah, yeah. okay. So now... You're not doing some B room. Or now like I'm selling out shows in the festival, right? Yeah. Because I'm in the location. Because I've got this rapport with the person who runs it. Now I'm not like putting in an application. I'm talking to the venue owner through the, a text message. Yeah. Dude, I want to... Yeah, cool. Which one? Which week do you want? Fuck yeah, dude. Then... You then have like stuff you can put on your thing. You're like, this guy, he sold out the Adelaide Fringe, da, 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 right? So then it's all about keeping your career manageable, right? So I like for the early things I would do is I would get the room, the smallest room you've got. Like, for example, the, uh, the Rhino Room in Adelaide has four rooms. One's 120, one's 80, one's 50, and the other one's 20. I'm like, give me the 20 seater. And then I go, cool. I sold that all out. I go, great can I have an earlier spot like before the times so that go all of a sudden I'm adding seven more shows. Hey, I'm sold out. I'm going to add another seven shows. People just go, we got to see that cunt. Yeah. yeah. And it's like, I sold the same amount of, of one night from the 80 seater. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, yeah. 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 But like each time you go on the website, all your shows say selling fast. So then you're attracting all the punters that don't know what's happening. Yeah, and they're just looking at a list full of comedians. It's like, why is this can't sell so like, quickly? Yeah, we've got to go see that. Yeah. And then you go there and you do your but you actually do well. Then you convert them into fans. And then next time you come back, like the first time I went to the Adelaide Fringe, I'd sold 12 tickets the day before I came. 12 fucking tickets. And I'm like, oh, shit. And I fly it eight hours a day and I, I sold out the, the room every night. But I worked on it. Yeah. And I was like, holy shit, holy shit, holy shit. And I just... Did the best I could. <clears throat> did a good, great show. I was really happy with it. Went back the following year. Had the same run a day before I started. I sold out the whole run. And it's like those people came back. Yeah. Fuck yeah. And then it's like, then I added the other shows on. And then they fucking went too. And it's like, all right, cool. Now you just got to slowly just bring people into the mix, right? Bringing that flour into the eggs, man. Making some pasta together. Like it's just like you got to, it's really slow and you just got to chip away at it. But if you got to do it smart, you can't be fucking booking these 120-seater rooms uh. and struggling and out there flying. It's too much, man. You'll burn out. It's a lot of it momentum. You're it's seizing the whole thing's the momentum. momentum, man. Yeah, you just keep it going. Yeah, but you got to be clever about it. And sometimes you got to, like, jump on some momentum or or create it. And Create it's some smoke and mirrors too, man, you know. And it's interesting as well because, like, as a comedian, you want the 120-seater rooms. And, yeah. like, part of your ego is, like, no, like, fuck, we c imagine if we can sell out. But it's so smart just being, like, give me the smallest thing that's there. The worst thing you can do as a comedian is look at how many seats you've got, pull out your calculator and start doing some sums on tickets before they've come in. Yeah. Don't fucking break that's your crazy, heart, bro. Yeah. We've yeah. all done that. Don't break your heart. Yeah. yeah. Like, done that. So. Sure. Done that at the comedy festival as well. You're, like, fuck, like, we've given, what, we've got a 150-seat room. Tickets are 20 bucks each. Oh, like, fucking you do the math. Yeah, like, yeah. we're going to be fucking, here we go, boys. It's not the case, man. No. So, um, 
yeah, and then you just got to like that's I think that's how you build your own personal um sort of sort of resume based around your activities. Um, and are you taking like, are you getting people's emails? Are you like set creating an email list? And then, you know, next time you're in the area, you're like, Hey dude. It's definitely, it's, I definitely want to be, I mean, that's the, uh, that's, I'm doing this on my tour. Cause I mean, that's one thing the festival is really great at. Like that's their, in, that's their data. Yeah. So if you're in a festival, you don't have access to that information. Uh, okay. Cause that's their model. Yeah. That's, they those customers get an email next time. Come see the stuff at the fucking town hall. Yeah, and they're like, "What? We've only been to festival once. Saw Jared Gowdery in a fucking twenty seater." Like, like, yeah, but we own your data now. That's their that, that's their business model. Yeah, okay. So now doing my own tour is like I'm running it through a ticketing my own ticketing service, well, Eventbrite, um, for an account. So I, I usually take the take the door. Yeah, which is terrifying. Um, but and then you're letting no the middle. business take the bar money. Yes, generally, yeah. generally, there's. I mean, you got to negotiate a couple of things. Some, you know, like uh, some comedy clubs will take a cut, and, yeah. the, and the bar, but obviously you get access to their name, yeah, and their brand. Some, like I'm doing a lot of just regional pubs, and they're like, "Yeah, mate, fucking use the function room." I'm yeah, like, cool. I'll just set up. I've got my own van full of equipment. Um, I'll do, I'll take the door. They're just like, "Yeah, we're just happy to have something on." This is super lucrative. So I usually charge thirty bucks a ticket. So 30 bucks times 50 people, which is what I try to aim, gets in, gets you $1,500. I put $300 aside for overhead. So you walk away with 1200 You do that four times a week. There's 4800 bucks. Yeah. Right? So that gives you more money to go invest back in the in the business, right? So then you go, cool, I'm going to take myself an $800 wage. I'm going to put that back into the business account. I'm going to try to grow this. So then in three years' time, like, let's see where we're at. You know what I mean? Yeah. That's when you need, oh, I need a new camera. I need stuff. I need things, you know? Like that, that's what you should always be doing is reinvesting back in the business. Exactly right. Take what you can live off, put the rest back in the biz. Because if, if it works out, you'll never worry about money ever again. So just keep being poor. Mm. And that's when you're like, yeah, I, I'm going to get the best camera I can get. Because you know I know, what you know. this is thing. Yeah. So, you know, I know being poor, so I can continue. <laughs> yeah, don't grab I continue that business model. I'd be fucking gun at that business model. Yeah, yeah like don't grab your money and then just go, fuck yeah, now I dress different. Like, don't do that. Yeah. Like, just be you and it's fine and. Well, it's interesting because we've had so many comics on the pod that we've never got, like, we've never done a deep dive like this. And it's and always I think it's been, important yeah, because I think if we all got better at it, the scene would be richer. Yeah. yeah. So, and it's like, got it's I hate to say this, but it's kind of got nothing to do with how good you are at comedy. We know that. Which is the, which is the shame. We know that for sure, dude. But it's, there's, it's called showbiz and that's made up of two words. Yeah. And mm. biz is big. Yeah. You can be fucking great at show, but if you can't make any money, then you you just you'll just drop off, and then people, yeah. then you become one of those comedians where people go, "What yeah, happened to that cunt?" Yeah, he was great. Yeah, like, yeah, but he fucking needed to eat. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, he, he got and, hungry. And literally. once you get once you get like accustomed to a certain kind of lifestyle, it's hard to. Yeah. So that was the rain it back. one of the big things too is um, I minimized my life when I first started doing this. So I moved out of my place my stuff in storage i was living in a nice place in elwood but i was traveling heaps i was going away for three months doing these festivals and i was like oh i'll keep my house or whatever like that's nice and then put my rent up 30 percent, and i was like nah fuck this i'll just put it into storage and we'll see how we go and then uh got back and i was like geez i, I really enjoyed not paying rent yeah yeah and that was fucking handy because bills are a prison right so if you can't escape your bills it's very difficult to then want to invest in yourself. 
because you don't have anything left over, right? Then you start yes. getting responsibility. I think like the artist is really free when they're like separated from the constraints of society. So like you know, people that are off the grid do like amazing paintings, right? Because they don't have to work. Like, does that make sense? Yes, yeah. absolutely. So that's why people, when you see them, there, you see these old guys and they want to start doing comedy, right? But they've got a mortgage and they've got a couple of kids. They're they, fucked. They, they've got fucking life insurance and you go, hey, like, do you want to go to a festival and lose money? They're like, I can't afford to, man. Yeah. And that's, but they want to do it. That's why they started it late because they, they have this thing inside them and they would have been an amazing comedian, but now they're trapped. Yeah. So like bills and financial responsibility yeah. and yeah. like societal pressure is a, is a prison and you got to, like break out of that. So, so what you're saying is we should get like a Toyota Hiace. Yes. Just convert it into like a bed and traveling van that can fit a PA system podcast unit. You'd be the happiest you've ever been. And just. Which is the real currency, right? Yeah. Absolutely. Do you have any ambitions to go overseas? Yeah. So I want to, um, I want to go to America. Yes. Essentially, I uh, hope to, I'm going to try and work hard, work smart, not hard. I want to try to do what I did in Australia. I mean, I'm still doing this tour, and but people are coming, which is great, but I've, obviously it's not finished, so there's a lot more things to learn and there's a lot more things that are going to go wrong, which mm-hmm. is I'm looking forward to because that's where all the learnings are. But um, I want to go to America, so I need to save up six months' worth of money. Yeah. So that if nothing happens in six months, I come back and we're all cool. We're not, we're not dying. Yeah. You know what I mean? There's no negative, res- there's no negative part of my, bo- of my life. I go, fuck, now I'm fucked. So I'm not going to borrow it because then that once again creates some prison. Yeah. Creates some expectation. So I'm just going to save that. That's where the investing in the business comes from. Where do you want to go in the States? Uh, I want a comedy club hop. I want to. Yeah. Okay. I think you can, from what I understand is, you know, there's four cities in each state. Yeah. Most of them have a comedy club of various sizes. You can get booked from, I believe it's like a Wednesday to Saturday. Yeah. Two shows on Fridays and Saturdays. They have a system where they letter their rooms, dude. They have like, oh, you're doing C rooms. You can do B rooms. Yeah. You can do fucking A rooms and stuff like that. Yeah, so that's wanna, crazy. I just want to hop, um, see the place for six months. I reckon so. A comedy club a week would be um, for six months is like what twenty six states, twenty six different comedy clubs. Yeah, twenty six different weeks to learn, twenty six different uh, opportunities to. Network and contact. I mean, I don't know what it's like to get paid in America. I mean, I guess you'd be a foreign worker. Yeah, that might be difficult. So you might have people do it for free. You have to. Oh yeah, or, or cash. Apply for a <coughs> apply for a, a certain kind of visa, and then just start filming, man, and just start filming and start filming, and then talking to those audiences about them, you know, and then just start filming, start filming, hope for the magic, you know, and then you like Australian says this about that, you put a clip up, fucking whack, like you know, yeah, just start creating opportunities. Because uh, the beauty of the modern comedian, I hear a lot of people complain about this. They say, you've got to be on on social media. I hate it. That's what I hear all the time from yeah. everybody. From me this afternoon. Exactly. On the yeah, I don't like it. And I say, grow the fuck up. <laughs> Do you want to be in this business? Because yeah. this is a part of the business and every job has something you don't like and fuck up and go to work. <laughs> like just yeah, truer words just have never go, been spoken let's go just go to work and just make some stuff and be creative and put it out to the world because this is what I like comedians will bomb on stage for years to no one and then they put up three videos that like 200 people see and they go this is fucked why am I exploding it's like it's the same thing yeah, yeah. <laughs> bomb on your phone like just be okay to bomb like that's all we do right bomb learn bomb learn bomb learn bomb learn yeah. and fucking just keep going right and then yeah, it's just a, it's such a power, like 
if you wanted to be in front of a million people in the 80s, you had to be on a telly with a crew of 40 people getting that show on air. Yeah. You can do that from your pocket. It is powerful. It is exciting. It is like we have so much more opportunity that people didn't used to have. Like we are busting down the gates of the original gatekeepers. Yeah. And the people that are selling shows at the moment are the ones that live on people's phones. People's phones. Bro, imagine how far you could have gone if fucking caution was on social media. Dude, we would be fucked. Imagine that. That shitting off Big W would have gone absolutely viral. That's viral shit right there, dude. Do you want to just pause it because I need to piss? Social media in general mm-hmm. is the, I'm going to say probably the single most powerful one of like invention for like business. Yeah. Yeah. The ability to uh, like, I can talk to my customer and create new ones without an external agency, which is probably the first time in history that's happened. You know, before you wanted to, you want to get an ad campaign to a million people, you've got to engage an agency of like Mad Men in that fucking show. Yeah, I was about to say, I had to go to John Hamm, And dude. it's going to cost you 15 grand, right? To Yeah. St- and now I can do that. Yeah. Like, I, I can do that. And it, it's it's so powerful. It's cool. It's it's great. And there's like, we spoke about this last week as well. Like, there's so many additional little tools that you learn along the way of getting into comedy. Like, you do learn how to social media mark. You learn how to film and edit. That's what you need to do now. Yeah. Those days have gone where you're like, I just want to get on stage and be a comedian. They're fucking gone. And they're, you can sit there and complain about them if you want to, or you can, or you can, or you can grow up and join the new, the new order. Because if you don't, new world order. Yeah. Cause if you don't get the fuck out of line, because there's a whole bunch of people that will. Yeah. And they'll crush it. Yeah. And, uh, you know, like it's accessible. I went from being computer illiterate to learning, how to do social media, all my own graphic design and all that sort of stuff from YouTube. I sat down on YouTube. I watched a 30 part tutorial on Canva and I just did one a day and I practiced on it and stuff. Took three hours of my day. That's fine. I fucking work, right? I'm doing stuff for my job. My job is I'm a comedian. So right now I'm doing some business training. Yeah. I t- I've taught myself how to edit a podcast. I ha- I use Procreate to do all of the yep. artwork for everything. How cool does that feel? It's awesome. Yeah. yeah. Because you could essentially walk into, like you could produce someone else's podcast. Oh, yeah, for sure. So now you've created a, a side revenue stream if you wanted to, because we're, as a comedian, you're generally doing B2C, business to consumer, right? So but if you wanted to go then B2B, so then you got other comedians, you go, hey, do you want to come to my studio that I've made and I'll produce your podcast for you? Sweet, it'd be 200 bucks an episode. Cool. They make 10 of those, there's two grand. You've fucking created a new revenue stream within your business. Yeah. And I've, right? I've thought about starting a podcast studio with a friend. Make money, and do what you love. Yeah. Fucking cool. That's what life's all about, right? Yeah, and it's and it's one of those things like when you're working doing something that you enjoy doing, then it's just so much more bearable than doing something that you fucking hate. For but, sure. And if you put a put money on your um time, people respect you. Yeah. So I started. This is something I I don't advertise, but I do I do coaching. I do business coaching, comedy yeah. business coaching, because people would message me and go, "Can I sit down with you for three hours at lunch and pick your brain?" And I was doing that once a week. And then one day I went to someone, I was too busy. And I said, oh, dude, no, I'm not really um, too busy for it. He goes, I'll pay you um, 400 bucks. And I said, okay, 
<laughs> My schedule's freed up. <laughs> well, would you look at that? Yeah, I got some time. I got exactly $400 worth of time and opening then that, up right here. Yeah, and then that dude told um, someone and he said, you know, I said, oh, at the end I said, oh, do you think you got one $400 worth of value of this? He said, oh, yeah, dude, I got heaps. And I was like, cool. And then he told some people and then I had some people going, hey, I heard you such and such. Uh, thing. Could you do me for it? Done. So create a little side business there and sort of like teaching people how to make and promote their comedy. And just sort of like giving them a kick in the ass, really. Yeah, because yeah. yeah. that's the problem with comics. They just want to do comedy. And or and even with artists in general, is it's really hard to navigate the business side of things because... It doesn't come natural to a lot of people. No. Because I think the comedian is free of the societal structure. Yeah. But then the business side of comedy... Is just society it's very structure. much society structure, yeah. So definitely, dude. It's um, that's Allergic. why I think you gotta you gotta harness all of these people. Of, for example, I haven't done anything new. All I've done is learnt from people that know more than me. Okay, so if I want to edit, um, if I want to edit some video, I won't sit down with a video and just try and learn how to do it. I will go on YouTube to a person who's dedicated their entire life on becoming. Not only a video editor, but someone that educates other people on their own platform from a business that they've created, which then it's in their vested interest to get me to subscribe, which they make revenue off, right? So their product needs to be sharp as fuck because they're competing with other people doing that same thing. Yeah. So I go to the best in that thing and I go, cool, I'm going to watch 20 of these videos because this guy knows what he's talking about. And I'm, I'm not going to make any mistakes there, right? I'm going to go straight to the like fucking curated version of video editing. And I'm going to like their fucking video because that's like what you do. It's what you should do. You yeah. like something and they say, hey, like this video. Fucking do it. Like don't, because most people don't, right? Yeah. Um, I'm going to subscribe to it. Sometimes they leave a comment and I go, that was really good. Thanks, man. Helps out their algorithm. We're all fucking given and taken here, right? Because I've taken his expertise. Yeah. I need to give back to the fucking system, right? Because like business is very karma based, right? You need to give back Yeah. to what's going on. Now I've got the skills of someone that's already gone through the hurdles. So now I can start doing. Yeah, you're jumping straight to the finish line, basically. Yeah, right? You need to leverage this off of other people in life and you need to be grateful for it. And then like sometimes life, you need to pay for that too. So, um, for example, I had a writing coach for two years. I used to go, I used to pay another comedian, that's a 30-year veteran comedian that now does that on the side. And I would take my writing to him and I want, I got a little better at writing because I need to invest back in the business, right? Yeah, that's so, that's so good because... I, um, I started watching some YouTube videos during the week because I was like, I just need to write more and get better at writing and saw this guy on YouTube. I can't remember his name, but he talked about, I think there's like 13 psychological Not things. the joke that, doctor? It's like a bald-headed fella. Yeah, that's the joke doctor. Yeah. Yeah, he's great. So there's like 13 <laughs> psychological um, triggers for laughter. Cool. That's fucking horny shit. That yeah. makes me so happy. And then he was talking about um, if you're going to do a comparison, like if you do a Bill Burr bit, and he's like, Bill's the, key, uh, the king of analogies, but he's like, your analogy has to be true for both things. Cool. So he like gives this breakdown of like, my girlfriend's like a cell phone. And then like, yeah. we'll break down like both of these work for both of the comparisons. And yeah, then yeah, he, yeah. then he goes into like details about how there's uh, like four different things that you can compare, like, or four or five different things that you can compare these to people, places, things, cliches, events. Six. I can't remember the sixth one. But he's just like, whenever you're doing these comparisons, this is what you should write it to. And then I started looking back at some of my material and I was like, why does this joke pop? And then I like looked over at the oh, 13 psychological things yeah. and I was like, oh, it's fucking ticking three of these yeah. things. 
So then once you know, you can apply. And then you're like, oh, okay, well now like let me write from the perspective of trying to hit one of these psychological things or maybe two of these psychological things whilst having a comparison to one of these six different things. Yeah. And that's how I started to write. With um, social media and like learning all these things is like the, another common thing I hear is I'm going to get really good at comedy, then I'm going to start doing social media. Yeah. And I'm like, that's the fucking dumbest thing I've ever heard in my entire life. Like, what are you going to make, like, a garden cleaning business? And you're like, no, I'm not going to advertise this till I'm really good at fucking cleaning gardens. Yeah. It's like, what are you talking about? Like, start marketing your business, right? And it's because you're going to need to go, you're going to need a bomb at that, right? So bomb it that way, you're still bombing it. Like, upskill both things at the same time because then you'll be good at comedy and you'll have dog shit social media and people will be like, this guy's fucking all over the place. Yeah. You know, it's like, it's okay to, like, be bad at stuff. I've long had a theory of I want to hoard... I want to create an hour worth of material and then use half an hour for promotion and then the other half to... Well, I don't believe in the idea that you can burn material. I think that's not only untrue, but I think we use that as a a blanket for us to give in to the resistance of making content. That's what I've been tossing up lately too, of like just getting to a point where it's like, I and understand where you're coming from of like, I don't want to fucking put all my shit out there and then people come and see me on a lineup or they just recognize me and, and they've already seen this before. Um, but it's like, I'm not at the level where I'm fucking supposed to be hoarding material for an hour special fucking anyway, dude. That's, I should just be putting my shit out there and getting fucking eyes on me. I'm going to let you in on a little secret. No one gives a fuck about your material. No one gives a fuck about my material. No one gives a fuck about your material. Like it's like, you put it on, like, just think about it. What was the last stand-up clip that you watched? Do you remember what it is? Not the last one. Exactly. I see. You are so so much. One fucking 45 second element in a day of like a lot of shit happening. Yeah. And 10 kilometers of If your joke's good anyway, right? They'll watch it again. It's good. Like people, I've had audiences come to like the same show multiple times and that you still laugh at the same spots. Yeah. Because it's a good bit. I've also had a friend say to me like, dude, he's like, if you went to the Red Hot Chili Peppers concert and they just played new shit. You'd be fucking feral. You'd walk away going, where the fuck was Californication? Yeah, I wanted to hear Under the Bridge. 100%. So right. they're just like, if that bit comes out during the show, there might be four or five people that have come and seen you before and like, oh, I actually fucking love this bit. Watch what he's going to do. Yeah, think James Cameron true, was like, I'm dude. not going to release Terminator 2 because I don't want to burn it. Yeah. I don't want to burn all my ideas. It's like, fuck, I watched that 80 times. Like, That's true, man. Yeah. I went and saw Incubus and they didn't play Drive and I what was fuck? fucking fuming, cunt. And just uh, like, so don't, I just think that idea is silly. I mean, maybe if you get to the point where you're at Netflix and you That's, need, yeah. But like cross that bridge when you get to it. But guess what? You're not getting that bridge without this bridge. Yeah. So you and the many bridges between those bridges as well. Because you might start releasing some stuff and no one's going to watch it. When I say no one, you might get 180 views. You might get 600. You might get 700, right? And it's going to take millions to make an impact. So you've got to start chipping away at it. Yeah. Right. So you need to start putting out some good bits. So guess what? 180 people watched it. Of that 180, 40% probably got 10 seconds in and left. But it still looks like they've watched it to you. Your analytics are off, right? It just comes up as a view. What actually registers as a view is very different to someone watching the whole thing. So then of that, what's remaining 60% that watched it all the way, I reckon 10% remembered it. So that leaves 18 people that if they see it a second time, will go, oh, yeah, this bit. 
Yeah. The rest of them go. And the chances of them being in your city when you're performing? The rest of them go, I'm just happy to be here. Yeah. It's uh it's it's completely it's completely irrelevant. A- and like having a ch- and that's like that's really interesting cuz that's uh it's something that I've that I've had a debate with like a comedian with recently. Um, and like another one of my mates has pretty much said as well, he's just like, dude, um, he's just like, I can come and do the comedy club Friday, Saturday night. Maybe at best two people might follow me on social media, might look me up. And he's just like, how I get peop- two people is he's like, I want the motherfuckers in bed scrolling what's going on. Oh, this guy's talking about what? And then they stop and look, yep. okay, that guy's funny. I'll give him a follow. Yeah, yeah. And he's just like, I will get so many more people through them just doom scrolling and seeing totally. shit on on their phone to then be like, I'll give that kind of follow. He's actually pretty funny. It's powerful having getting people to follow you too because then you're in their life. Yeah. You know, so I started making TikTok content like 14 months ago. Um, probably push, pushing about 40,000 followers now. And I'm only seeing the benefit of that now. Because people, if they follow you, they got to watch like 15, 20 things. And it's got to come up over like a month, right? All of a sudden, if you're making enough content, you're there, like you're kind of there with them every day. So like people will come to my shows now and they go, it's you. I can't believe you're here. Yeah. I'm like, what do you mean? And they're like, you're on my phone. Like I live, like I'm in their life. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Are you ever doing TikTok lives or Instagram lives? I do TikTok lives, yeah. Yeah. And now how you, often do you do them? Uh, I was doing one a week. Yeah. Um, before I started this tour, but it's a, it's awesome. It's really what do cool. you do on a TikTok live? I sit there and um, I go, hey guys, and then comments come through and I just talk to them. It's like this. So people go, oh, fucking, uh, do I make content? And I go, hey, and I talk about that. and Dare you to shit off a fucking big W. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. People I've give got, me money. I've people got send you money in a, on a live. It's weird. Really? So yeah. yeah. Yeah, they send you money, which is- Do you uh, do any gay shit? For money, as in like, like, do I suck them off? Oh, no, I'm just open-ended. You can answer it however you want. <laughs> no, you just like, I don't know. They, How they, much for you to suck us off? They want to uh, six bucks, but... Um, <laughs> six bucks, that's cheap, a good yeah. deal. But they, these are barley prices, brother. Yeah. <laughs> they want to, um, they want to, they want to see you, right? Mm. They like you. They just want, they just want you to, you to tell them that you like them. Okay. So I found this after shows with merch. People buy anything, right? They don't fucking care what it is. They just want it. If you're at the if you're at the merch stand, they'll come and buy something off you. Yeah. They want to. They want to chat to you more. More importantly. Yeah. And they want to go. It's like a I, monetary, like you know. Yeah, yeah. I'll buy a forty dollar hat if and I it's can cool. Chat yeah, to yeah. You. And, I, and I'll can I get a photo with the thing? And yeah. they go, yeah. And you go, cool, man. Are you from you Newcastle local? Like, yeah, yeah. I fucking love this place. I once fingered a girl at Fanny's, you know. Yeah. <laughs> and like, they're like, fuck yeah, sick. And like, oh yeah, that yeah. could be my sister. And um, that's. Like it's a it's a really weird relationship, um, but like I started making content and no one watched. I didn't think. I think uh, video forty, it was about forty one maybe, was the first thing that I think anyone really kind of watched over a thousand, um, and that was eight hundred thousand. And first of all, like when you're when that's happening on your phone, it is like a fucking pokey machine. You are like, what the hell? There's just like you, your notifications become irrelevant. There's too many of them. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it's totally addictive. And you got to be, you got to like have a decent relationship with that, and you can't get too suckered into that because it's toxic. 
For sure. So you need to treat it like work. And this is something I've had to learn over the, over the journey is to like, don't get sucked into it too much. All of the thing is designed to hook you in. Yeah. Mathematicians and fucking psychologists have figured out how can we keep people on this the longest? Yeah. Because there's revenue based off it. Um, the amount of the more minutes that like globally people spend on this correlates how much money we make. So this is a business you're engaged in a business. You are a client of it. And well, and you're also a consumer, so you need to have a mature relationship with it. It's really interesting because my partner is notoriously never liked social media, mm-hmm. doesn't like it, and she has like recently started doing her own business. And like one thing that she really struggled with was like filming herself and yep. putting herself out there. And she's like, I really fucking hate doing yep. this, and. She taken like a little break from doing that and she she loves our dog like more than life itself. And we started an Instagram for him ages ago just so we could have photos of him as a puppy and him growing up and it was more for us. She started making reels and she had probably, we had like maybe 300 followers. And for the past two weeks, she's just been releasing like two reels a day or one reel a day. And then put like I, I bet you've uh, you've drawn so many people in, yeah. Yeah, it's like ten x. So we've got like thirteen hundred people that are just like following our dog. And the video that popped off the most was a video of him, and he's and the voice is like, "Hey, hey, hey! Don't scroll, don't scroll. I've just got one cool. question. Call to action. Will you be my friend?" And then his ears pop like when it says like, "Will you be my friend?" Yeah. And like the audio with just the video and how his ears kind of pop. For whatever reason, people were just like, oh, my fucking God. So then, like, it just followed. And then comments are going crazy. Then she's responding to all the comments. And her relationship with social media changed because she's like, I love making videos of my dog because Mm -hmm. I love my dog so much. So now imagine you're a comedian, okay? You've got a product. The product is doing comedy. Yeah. Okay? You've got 300 followers, right? You start doing two videos a day uh, of things that you've thought of. Funny things. Might be stand-up. Might be you turning the camera on. And going, where'd the brown eye go? Yeah. Yeah. Bring back that, the brown eye. That's a very eye. funny thing. People start commenting in the thing going, yeah, I haven't seen a brown eye in years. Yeah. All of a sudden, pe- tagged in the thing. Remember, by that time you brown eyed that fucking panel wagon, panel van? Yeah. Right? All of a sudden, you've great community engagement, right? And then they follow you at 10Xs, right? So that's three months. How long has your missus been doing the content for? Dude, two weeks. Two weeks. She right? got like a thousand followers in so two weeks. So a thousand weeks. followers in two weeks, right? So then if you maintain that same level of growth, right, which all nearly all social media, like analytics, if you stick at the same thing, it just compounds. So it doesn't 10X, it will start to grow. So a thousand in two weeks, right, that's uh, that's 26,000 in a year. Yeah. If you were to follow the same thing, right, with the same level of success. But obviously the more followers you have, the more each one has the ability to go further initially. So like your first batch takes a while to get going. Because you've only got 300 people and of that 300 people, probably only 60 that will watch it. And of that 60, you've probably only got 10 to 20% that will like it or comment. Yeah. But if your followers are at the 10,000 mark, right, then you've probably got fucking 600 people that can initially fit into that. So your videos, as as it goes on, has more time to get bigger. So I guess what I'm getting at is you've got to start somewhere Mm -hmm. and you've got to start producing, right? Because if it goes... You just never know what's going to happen. Yeah. And like the old saying is you're one video away. And like I did 40 videos and at 41, 42, whatever it was, one hit 800K. 
all of a sudden my followers go from 400 to like 12,000. Now I've got 12,000 more people to watch my videos, right? So then do you know what happened? Of those 12, they all went and watched the other 40. Yeah. Mm. They watched the, the they because that stuff was all right. They wanted more. It wasn't bad. It wasn't filmed as good as I do now. You had a backlog for people right? to look at instead of just seeing that one video and be like, oh, well, this is this one guy's only video. So I, you that, had a whole catalog. That video got 800K, but of, over that sort of, sort of two-week period, I probably got 1.5 million views because people were watching the other stuff. And then now I've got more people to go for the next batch with. And then I've done 250 videos. Pardon me. I reckon eight of them have gone somewhat viral. That's not a good strike rate. But each time one does, more people watch the backlog and more people jump on and then I'm in more people's lives and then eventually after the 15th or 16th time they've seen me, because now they follow me, so it comes up, it just gives it to them all the time. Now they're like, oh, this motherfucker's coming to Newcastle. Yeah. Let's go watch it. I've got a question for you then. So we've had this chat off air of like TikTok comedians, yeah. Instagram comedians that will do like little funny sketches and, yep. you know, pick up a character and nail yep. the character. And then all of a sudden it's like, hey, this guy's getting on a lineup with us. And yeah. it's like, have you ever seen him? Oh, no, I haven't. But I know his videos. I know of this guy. And then you go and watch him and they're dog shit at comedy. Yeah, I think, um, I mean, geez, that's a good problem to have. It <laughs> is, first, isn't it? Yeah. First thing I say is like, one, that's fucking a very good problem to have. because Just be you, selling you, hundreds of tickets and then having correct. comedians who don't make any money being sure. like, this guy sucks. Because uh, we'd both I mean, rather be respected in a comedy sense than be popping on social media. Yeah, I'd like to I think both is very achievable. But um, I was fortunate where I did comedy for like few fair few years before I started. Um, but I think the first thing you can, you should do, and this is way easier said than done, is first of all, that person's never going to hear what you say we're all cowards and we just talk behind their backs um but what they're doing is clearly resonating with someone definitely so that's okay yeah. right i don't really like heavy metal music but yeah. i know a lot of people do yeah. yeah and if i go to the heavy metal concert and i go this kind of sounds like shit someone who's into that genre goes no it's fucking genius and yeah. i don't get it so you might be sitting there with your fucking setups and punches and all of your fucking analogies and anecdotes and then if they have people that like whatever that is they're doing, that's just as good as being good at something else. That's very true. And it's oh, and I I would much oh, me personally I try and appreciate that. Yeah. And I go well done. Like first of all you've done something that's quite difficult, which is you've made a bunch of strangers like you. So congratulations. Yeah. And also if this is what you want to do, as in like, you just go I'm really in, I'm really I like making sketches, and people follow you for that. Fucking well done. Like that is so cool that you've done something with a passion. And people have respected it enough to make money. But then you also have to go do comedy in a comedy lineup and your thing doesn't quite fit. So I also feel sorry for you because that's a hard thing to do. Because I wouldn't want to go to a music night and tell jokes in between the bands while they're setting up and playing down. And I've done that and it's fucking oh, terrible, And the dude. people in the crowd are going, what the fuck's this guy talking about? Yeah, and you who's go, this guy? Oh, Play wait, Wonderwall I, or fuck off, cunt. And you go, oh, wait, my art form's in the wrong place. Yeah. yeah. So that's the thing. Um... But also, they're going to get better at that along the way. Secondly, who fucking cares? Like, uh, once again, people that have too much time um, or, uh, yeah, other comedians that don't get paid. And if you uh, ever get to that point, um, don't listen to it because it's not good for you. It's not good for them. It's not good for anyone. 
Um, kill them with kindness. Just do what you do and just go cool. And if they ask you any questions about how you did it, just be honest with them and just share it. Yeah. Because like, yeah, that, that, does that make sense? Yeah, definitely. No, I think that sharing and like sharing information, like if like you halve someone's problem by sharing yep. your information with them. But they, and also they, but it comes back down to the main point of like content creation, which is it's going to take you so long and it's going to take you so much effort that you need to do what you want to do. Okay. So don't ever make what you think you should make. So you see other people that are successful and then you go, I'm just going to do like fucking crazy crowd work, but it's not really for you. Yeah. Then you put it out there and it doesn't go anywhere. It's like, yeah, because like the audience can smell a fake. You can't cause you're too invested. Yeah. But it's like a thing. But if you really like something, like just make it and enjoy the process and be happy if no one saw it anyway. Like at the end of the day, you go, fuck, I made that video. And it was pretty funny. You know, you go, ah, no, I watched it. He goes, I don't care. I had fun making it. Like yeah. that's what's going to make you famous. Yeah. Because we are in this like post-influencer part of social media. There are people on social media there that were born when it came out. Yeah. Okay. So what happened was like Facebook came out, you'd MySpace and you'd poke people and it was weird. And then brands got a hold of it and fucking ruined it. It became fake. And now people don't want to see fake anymore. They want to see real. Yeah, they want authenticity. Like I saw, but now brands are onto this and now authenticity is That's back. what I was going to say, yeah. So I saw an ad the other day, which was for a tent company. And they made a reel. And the reel was like, I'm going to get these two Eshes and see if these guys can set up a tent. I am fucking invested in that. Let's yeah. go, yeah. I was like, they were fucking it up. They would like, it was being funny or whatever. And at the end, it was like, this one, 199, follow the link. And I'm like, I just watched a fucking really great ad. Yeah. Yeah. But it wasn't an ad, it was content. Yeah. But this company has been like, now we're like, they're like, they're onto it, right? Because that's what's authenticity's back. Like, I almost want to see these two people. They don't, sure, they got paid, but they weren't acting. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, whoever genius got onto that, I was yeah. like, you're fucking smart. Bro. That's fucking heaps clever. Between so, video one and video 39, how many times did you have to convince yourself to not quit? Well, the, I didn't like being on camera. Yeah. Um, well, this is the beautiful lesson that I learned is that like, I also don't like being punched in the head. But, like, after the sixth time it happened, it got a bit better. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> so, fuck up, go to work, turn it on, be bad. It's okay to be bad. Because then guess what? By, like, by by number 50, you, you're pretty good at it. Yeah. And it doesn't feel as bad anymore. Like, I, when I first started doing comedy, I think I threw up on gig two before I went on. Sober from nerves. Mm -hmm. Now it's whatever. Yeah, Exposure is a beautiful thing. Just yeah. do things that are uncomfortable. It's uncomfortable because you care. And it's uncomfortable because uh, you want it to be well because you, you think it's important and it is important to you. And also you might have created something, like it's your creativity, right? And you want to exhibit it to the world and you're nervous about that. So you want it to be perfect. Mm -hmm. And then yes. you, so your perfectionism comes in. Yeah. And yes. then you go, well, I'm not doing this because it's not right. So then you don't do it and then you don't do the thing that you want to do with your life and then you fucking die sad. So intercept that. Be a fucking adult. Think about your life. And you're like, would I like to be a full-time comedian? Yeah, yeah, okay, cool. So I understand that this is a big part of this. So I really need to get good at it because that's what this craft deserves if I need to be successful. Mm -hmm. And if I can't do that, then I probably don't really, I can't really complain because I don't deserve the things that come to the people that do that work. And learn how to do it. Watch some fucking videos about people that have already mastered it. You go on YouTube, there's plenty of people that content creators on there that want to share, hey, they do these videos that go, hey, 
do you feel awkward when you talk to camera? Follow these three tips. And then you follow those three tips and you go, oh, wow, I know three things that I didn't before. Then you apply them. Then you come up with some new dramas. So you Google that and you find out some new answers and you just fucking adapt. And like, you just got to be really mature about it. And someone's sometimes it doesn't go the way you want it to. And that's okay. Cause that's what life's all about. And if it was fucking great all the time, then there wouldn't be any good art. There wouldn't be any good music. Movies would be shit. Dude, and that's the whole fucking thing, right? Can I, I've got a, I've got one question. Can I pay you six bucks to suck your dick? <laughs> yeah. Us this? yeah. Because dude, we have had this battle. Like both of us have just been talking about this for so long. I've just been like, fuck. Yeah. Which you could, well, I mean, the best thing that you guys could do, right. Is keep each other accountable. You know, set yourself like a, a realistic like goal. Say, I'm going to make one video a week for the next six weeks. Okay. You're now six videos closer to the one that's going to pop, pop. right? Because you don't know when that's going to happen. That could be 120 for you. It could be six for you, right? But without the six in, you don't know where it's going to be. Yeah, true. Okay. So like you need to be going towards something. It'll be none if there is none. It could be none. If you're, if you, what you're making doesn't resonate with enough people and you haven't produced it to a quality that competes with the other great things that are already on the internet. Because what you've got to remember is there's so many great things on the internet. Yeah. We were talking about this the other day, yeah. uh, just on the way here. Yeah. I watch a guy that fucking mows lawns. Oh, the, 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 guy, the guy that does it for free? Definitely. Yeah. That's yeah. captivating. Oh, dude. I, yeah, I'm going to fucking compete with that. Yeah. I've seen that guy. And I've, have you seen the guy that paints? And it's just like, yes. he's just like, if you put masking tape down, you're a pussy. And then he just dude. effortlessly glides along like a skirting board. And I'm like, oh, that boy's got skills. Yeah. But at one stage he was probably Sexy. like, um, yeah. oh, is this silly? Yeah. Like, should I be the thing? And, like, he overcame it, and now he's the paint guy. Yeah. And he's probably at the pub, and people go, are you the paint guy? Yeah. He goes, yeah, yeah, yeah I do that silly thing. It's actually quite good. It's been good for business. Yeah. yeah I'm, I'm, I'm actually booked out. He's like, can you paint my house? He's like, ah, oh, sorry, man. I'm, yeah. He goes, can you paint my house for t- 10 grand? He goes, I can paint your house for yeah, 10 grand. I've got time. You know what I mean? Yeah. I've got time. Yeah. So he's- Yeah, 10 he's, grand of time. Just he's used um, a supercomputer. You carry around a supercomputer in your pocket. That's not only got a video camera and an editing equipment, but it connects to a satellite that will then give it to anyone in the world. Yeah. Like if you're not using that, you're a fucking idiot. Yeah. You are a fucking dumb cunt because like- This is why, this is the shit we, comedians in general need to hear. Like go back 300 years ago, right? And be like, hey, like in the future, you'll have everything in your pocket. They go, wow, everyone must be doing that at all times to make their life easier. They're like, no, sometimes they feel like imposters. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Sometimes they feel like they're actually gay if they use yeah, it. This yeah, this guy from the 1700s is like, oh, shit, uh, this sounds like a waste of like this amazing thing you've been given. And he goes, anyway, I'm going to go back to my slaves. And yeah. <laughs> so, like, yeah, you got to get the, f- like, just, <laughs> I, don't, I don't know how, I, like, I'm pretty tough-assed about it mm-hmm. because I think it's, um, thing. and then, if you don't jump on now, right, it's going to be harder in four years. Do you know why? Because more people are going to be doing it. Yeah. And you're going to be starting from a vantage point of like, I w- could have, I'm missing out of four years of mistakes that I could have learned from. You're like, now I've got to start again, right? It's like, one of the best things, I AI is a big one for me at the moment. I'm like, I know this is going to be super important. Yeah. AI so I'm going to learn how huge. to do it. Mm-hmm. So one thing I do is, because I'm privy to a bit of a scroll, I want to learn about AI. So I jump immediately on Instagram and I go follow, I put type into the search bar. I go um, AI tips. It'll come up with a bunch of pages that just pop out posts every day. So I follow fucking six, eight, 10 of them, however many good. So then in my scroll in between fucking seeing someone's coffees and their dog and all this sort of shit, I'm being drip fed information. 
and tips. Yeah. So that gives me like learnings and that. So I've got like a graphic design one. I've got like fucking business tips. I've got all this stuff that I'm following. So that's, it, it's be, it's making my procrastination a learning. Yeah, it's an educational procrastination. And then sometimes it snaps me out of it. So I've got a video editing one. It's this guy that makes clips and he goes, hey, you ever know how to do this effect? I'll show you. Video goes for a minute. I'm like, dude, you're a fucking legend. Make sure you like and follow. I'm already liking. I'm already following. Let's yeah. go. Have some more. And um, then, I, then I'm scrolling and I go, that's really cool. I want to try that right now. And now I'm working. Yeah. It breaks me out of the, uh, out of the, the doom scroll. My yeah. trouble is getting me to do that snap and into working because I don't do it. I don't write enough. I don't do any of this type of stuff. Yeah, you should. And you, I need to. You guys are really good mates outside of this podcast, yeah. Yes. Yeah, yeah you should just um, you should just say to each other, give yourself three days and come back with like three goals, and I'd be like, I would like to write fifteen minutes a day, and I think I'd like to at least make a video a week. Um, what do you want to do? And you go, I want to write twenty minutes a day. I don't want to make any video, but I'd like to start, you know, doing some more advertisement for the podcast. You go, cool. Um, why don't every day, every morning at nine o'clock in the morning, we just message each other? And just see how we're going with it. And then you start, like, you know when you go to the gym with your friend? Yeah, you got the accountability yeah. buddy. Like, you can do that with your brain. And you just go, dude, I'm what? fucking not feeling it, right? And then you get the other one messages back and you go, do it. And you go, fine, I'm getting up. I'm going to go do it. And then you message back, I did it. And you go, good job. Yeah. That's really, that's a really nice thing to do. And you can keep people accountable in that way. Because, like, if you find someone that you really, like, like and respect, and I think, like, how friends work is that you generally you sort of, like, you enjoy their angle on life. Yeah. It doesn't have to be the same. A lot of friends don't, you don't find friends because they're exactly like you. You find friends because they're not like you. And you hang around with them and you go, what are you thought of? And they go, I've thought, and you go, I've thought of this. And you go, oh. and it's the best. Yeah. So then like you owe it to them to look after them, right? Mm-hmm. You go, I want to see you achieve your goals, man. And like, let's do it together. You go, yeah, that's great. Like, I want to get fit. Cool. I want to get fit too. Do you want to go to the gym together? Like, let's do it, man. And I want you to message me. If you're not feeling it, I'm going to fucking drag you. You hear that conversation all the time. Yeah. <laughs> so like you can do that with your creativity as well, I think. So. Yeah. Because a lot of people have this thought that like creativity will just pop in and just it'll hit you when it's when the time is Fucking total right. garbage, man. Absolute yeah. bullshit. Like yeah. I, I'm disciplined. I was very fortunate that I was used to be in the military because it's given me this discipline that I needed for further things in life. Because the best thing the military ever gave me was I saw a thousand people say, I can't do this. And then they did. Like, I was like, oh, that's a really fucking good learning in life to watch that people can just do shit when they put their brain to it. Right. And um, the old saying, so I will try and write every day. I work every day on it, whatever it is. I'm writing ideas for video. Like, I'm just writing. I'm sometimes writing. I think there's this common misconception that writing is like you're at a fucking desk and there's rain on the window and you're just like in this free flowing thing and these bits are coming out. Sometimes writing is just like having a pen and tapping it on your lip for an hour. Yeah. That's still writing. Like it's the same thing as making video. Sometimes you've got to sit down and write and nothing happens because then something happens at number six writing and that six didn't exist without the, you never know when it's going to pop, right? So you got to go in and put the work in, right? And get better at it. That's so, so true, dude. I saw Quentin Tarantino do an interview one time where he said that he said the same thing. He's like, sometimes writing is me, you know, opening up my laptop or a fucking notebook or whatever I'm choosing to write this particular movie on and staring at a blank page for two hours 
and then closing the laptop and going and doing the rest of my day. It's That's just still good, writing. But he was there. But I had to do it yesterday and up, I did man. it today and I'll do it tomorrow. Well, life rewards people showing up. It's uh, it's the only, like, think about everyone that's done anything. Like, you want to be a sports star. Like, you got to, like, go to training and lose. And you got to lose matches to, like, win yeah. grand yeah. finals, right? You need to, like, be able to assess where you went wrong. And sometimes you just got to sit down every day or go for a walk every day. Whatever it is for you, you need to make that time for you because that's what your craft deserves. And, like, once again, if you, if you can't, like get yourself to do something that you like no yeah the fuck out of line like yeah. you know what i mean like just is it that hard like so then you got to be like disciplined and you go i don't want to do this today because i'm sad because every human gets sad like 40 percent of the time yeah it's not, mainly it's not sadness it's more like indifference it's like i'm gonna be boring and i'm gonna be on my side glued to this thing of people that are producing great stuff and I'm going to be like, with my thumb. That's what I want to do. And it's like, you can do that. But do it after you've done the thing. Yeah. Like, give back. You know, like, you should... I think you should make more art than you consume. If you're an artist. Yeah. Whoa. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Okay. Because, like, we're, we're, we've got the burden for, like... We're, like, in the 2% of society, right? We're for the people that work hard and they, they need to watch a TV show. It's like, we make the TV shows, right? Yeah. We come up with the ideas that one in two, 200 don't get made, right? Also, out of one out of 200 don't get made. So we need to keep making all the, the ideas. We ideas people. We give to society. That's our gift. And they don't understand it. Yeah. But, like, that's our duty in life. We're artists. Like, we are creatives. So I need to be making ideas up because I know 199 of them aren't going to make anything happen. But I need to go every day. I need to be failing. Yeah. And to be set yourself some time in the clock, in, in the book, right? And be like, I can do whatever I want with my day, but I need to do this first because that's what my craft deserves. Yeah. And like, do you have what, like what time of, like what, what is your routine around writing and stuff? Are you like a wake up in the morning? Cause like, is it like, for instance, I've got a friend who's like, wake up, work out, sort the rest of my day out. Are you like a wake up? It's write, changed. Do the rest of your day? It changes all the time and I keep it fresh and I, I kind of, um, like I wrote a book during lockdown, for example. Um, nothing ever got happened with it. I never did anything with it. In fact, I wrote it and then I went, that's fun. I don't even want to release this. I'm just, I did it for the purpose. Yeah. And at the end of it, I was like, I, thought, I don't want to be an author. And that was the greatest experience of my life. Because now I don't ever have to, you know, when you're old and you're like, oh, I could have yeah. done this. Now, yeah. I, now author's you know not on my for list. for sure, yeah. I was yeah. like, nah, that was, yeah. But so then for me, that was like 5.30 happened out, um, woke up in the morning, have a coffee. And then I sat down until I had 1,200 words. That was my structure for that. Finished that in seven weeks. Straight, took Sundays off. Um, had a book, had a novel. Realised I don't want to be an author. I was like, this is, I'm very grateful for that um, activity. Uh, now at the moment, it's nine o'clock in the morning. So I wake up at usually 6.30 in the morning. And then I like to watch the news. I like to, I, I follow a few different things. I follow the war in Ukraine really tightly. Um, like I have my things that I do. And then I've got an alarm at 8.50. And it goes boop, 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 boop. And I go, cool. It's, uh, I got to get ready to get up now. And then I work from nine till 12.30 at a desk. Yeah. And I just get it done. I go, what videos am I going to make? I'm going to go this, I'm going to get that. I have like a sketchbook and I just kind of like follow what's happening. I said, I want to, because sometimes I might make a video and I go, I think I've got an idea for a stage joke, but it's also could work good as a video. 
So I'll make the video. And then if that people in the comments will tell me if this is funny or not. So that's like my open mic for that bit. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay. So then I've already, sh- I've already exhibited it. Does that make sense? But that yeah. might take me three hours. That's, that's part of my work day. Then 12.30 happens um, and I knock off. And that's my after. I have my afternoon because at nighttime I, I gig. So I work in the morning and I work at night. And in the middle of the day, I fucking do whatever I want. <laughs> yeah. I jerk off. Yeah. yeah. I fucking nap. I watch shit. I scroll. Yeah. I walk around the house. I open the fridge six times. Don't eat anything. You know what I mean? Like that's just, my, I'm just having an arvo. Yeah. I just, and that's, that's, that's how I kind of stay fresh. Cause at nighttime I got to get changed. I got to put on the fucking shoes and I got to go to the thing. I got to talk to the comedians. I got to, I got to do shows. Like, and where are you kind of like, and like, what is, we're at the, we're at the moment, we're at the point now where Newcastle's pretty much lost a bunch of open mics. Okay. And you've got one good open mic. It's yeah. the Newcastle Comedy Club. Yep. And it's like... It's now a great st- open mic too. Yeah. Now you're staring down the barrel of like, all right, do I jump on a train and go to some random destination in Sydney to yes. do it? I would... I mean, how I met Taylor is uh, my mate Billy and I, we were doing comedy in the city. We could get five minutes in the city, but we knew if we drove to Albury-Wodonga, we could get ten. Yeah. We, fuck yeah. We didn't think twice about it. We're like, how? We're like, 10 minutes? That's two open mics. Yeah. yeah. Um, that was the best years of my life. That was so fun. There wasn't any like pressure then. There was no content. There was no business. It was just like, oh wow, more time to do this thing that's fucking like hilariously amazing that gives me this emotion that I've never felt I could ever experience and this pride and this like bungee jumping feeling and I can do it for longer, but it's four hours away. That's a great investment. Yeah. In my time. That's yeah. That's easy. That's it. Was no brainer for me. I did. I couldn't have thought of any. You couldn't have talked me out of it. Fuck yeah. Yeah. Like, does that make sense? Yeah, because like yeah. Dude, we did the exact same thing. Like we were. Yeah, we went from Canberra to Wagga to do. But you're in the car. You're talking. Yeah. You're creative. Your creative juices are flying. You're bagging out other comics. It's the best. Yeah, and you know? yeah, for sure. <laughs> you do your bits, and then you drive back home, and then you have a chat to your dad, and he's like, "You travelled how far <laughs> to get how much stage time for how much money?" Like, yeah, but like, dude, I, I put you through a private school. Are you fucking retarded? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so good, yeah. But like, that's that's great. Like, I couldn't think of a that's. But you've been on for so long. Like that drive. Don't don't ever like think that the the time of commuting to a gig is not working because you're. Like hooks and wires up to your brain, then fucking take some readings. Yeah, it's going off. You're oh, thinking yeah. about it. You're nervous. I'm Dude, gonna try I'm this bit. You're talking through bits. I'm at my bit. most creative. Like I reckon in a shower before a gig. Mm. Yum yum, hot water to the brain. Fucking my brain is up. like just going on a rampage, and then sometimes I get lost, and I have to take my I have to take my phone into the shower with me in case I get stuck. Yeah, I mean, like that's like another thing you could do, and I don't know if you've ever thought about this, but like you could open a room. Could open an open mic. Yeah, find yourself a twenty, thirty seater, something with no pressure. So you get ten people in there, it's going to be okay. And you go, hey, this is heaps of stage time, and give it back to the scene. I started a room in Melbourne. I've just finished it because you know, good for me. I'm too busy. But um, I will tell you this completely honestly. I started that room so I could learn how to market shows because I'd gone on the internet and I'd figured out all the tips and tricks and I thought now I've got to do some practical. So I had like a lineup of comedians and I had 60 tickets to sell a month and I, I had to learn about fucking Facebook ads and shit. Yeah. And the best way to do that was with my money and with my reputation and with all of my stuff. And I sold shows and I think we probably did 20 of them and sold out 14 and the rest of them were great. And uh, that was the best experience that I had 
for a business because that now it was like, okay, cool, let's get a little baby business, you know, and just uh, let's try it out. Yeah. And let's make some mistakes. And also I'm on stage and I'm hiring sort of like your Dave Thornton's and your Tom Ballard. So like I'm, I'm with them and now I can talk to them and I can pick their brains because I love that shit. Yeah. Um, so yeah, go get, like, get yourself a little ecosystem that you can look after, make some mistakes in, get some power, get some trading rights. You know, that's an option as well. I mean, Are there's you a, a believer in moving to one of the bigger hubs? I'm a believer of, um, yeah, I'm a believer of like if you've got something that you want to do, you should do it as many times as you can if that's what gives you happiness. Mm-hmm. So I don't know if you need to move to do that though. I mean, that's more of a personal thing and how does your life work and you know, we can sit here in this room and be like, you got to go here and you got to gig fucking 14 times a night. And it's like, yeah, but then like your missus will leave and you'll be yeah. sad. So yeah. there's other th- factors in life to take into account. There's comedy isn't everything I do. I have friends. I have a partner. I have stuff. I have family. I try and make time for them. That also gives me happiness. So... I'm not one of those people that's just like, oh, I'm a fucking comic and I'll fucking fuck, yeah. yeah. I'm not a gig pig either. I just do I live enough. in a fucking nine-person share house in Surrey Hills and I'm 34. Right. So, you know, but if that means you need to go to that hub once a month for four days and you have the conversation with your partner and you have some expectations and you figure out what's going on and you go, I want to do this, so I'm going to stay in this backpackers for five days and that's when I'm going to do two gigs a night and I'm going to expand my gigs over a monthly basis and I'm going to times them by fucking 10. But what do you want me to do a bit more of? And she's going to be like, I want you to fucking clean the dishes. Like, fine, babes, I'll clean the fucking dishes. Yeah. Yeah. And like, that's, I guess that's how like communication works. Right. And she's like, cool. And I, you're like, I leave this place for four days and I love you, but I also love this. Yeah. Mm. It's, it's awesome about having like a partner that's right or die. Cause I did, I was in America for close to a month this year. Uh, for a friend's wedding, seeing my other best mate. But then me and another friend went to Austin and my mate's awesome. And I was like, dude, it's just like me going to, like we went to Miami for him, like as a fucking, let's spend a weekend, four days in Miami, chill. But I was like, my my payoff is like, we're going to Austin because I'm going to try do some gigs and stuff like that. And I got back and my missus was like, how's Austin? I was like, sick, but like, little deflated and she's like why and I was like I honestly thought that like I had a plan before going there that like maybe once a year I could save up enough cash go to a month in Austin meet some people network do some gigs get better come back do it again rinse and repeat and I was like I figured out that I need three months in Austin and she's like if that's what you need then do it she's like I don't she's like I mean She's like, yeah, she's like, if you need to save up money and like work whatever job, like if it means throwing away a comfortable career to get money to go like chase that, she's like, that's what you need to do. Totally. And she's like, I won't sit here and bitch and moan that I have to chill at home and look after the dog. Like if, if everything's covered and we're, we're sweet and you're set to go, she's like, fucking do it. Because I was like, oh, fuck, how sick would it be to do something like Kill Tony or get on the, the Mothership open mic or something yeah. like that? Tell you who else has that thought. 300 other people. 300 other lunatics. Minimum. Yeah, yeah, all want to do that shit. Yep. And then you're sitting there and you're like, well, fuck, what's the probability of me getting on one of these gigs? 
Zero if you don't do it. Yeah, zero if you don't do for it. Sure. And then it's just like if you're there for if you're there for a week, you've got one opportunity and you've got to hope that God kisses you on the dick. And it's just like if you're there for a month, then you get four opportunities. If you're totally. there for three months, then you're going to get 12. You've just got scalable fucking like uh, yeah. goals, man. And like, yeah, you got to yeah, you got to put yourself in the way of luck. Like luck strikes, but only if you're open for it. Yeah, and opportunity you know I mean? opportunity has to meet preparation as well. Yeah, that's what I was going to say. Who's, 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 who's credited that originally? Is that a fucking Marcus it is, Aurelius it, thing? Is it? It or? is a quote that I've it's heard, like luck is um, where preparation meets opportunity. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's I've totally heard, accurate. I've heard Nipsey Hussle say it as well, so that's where I got that from. Who's Nipsey Hussle? Ah, oh, he's one of the OGs. He's a he's a rapper who's now unfortunately dead. Oh. R.I.P. Uh, R.I.P. Shout out to Nip. R.I.P. N.I.P. <laughs> um, Rip Nip. Rip Nip. Rip Nip, dude. <laughs> also, also. It sounds like something you do to your boys in year eight. Yeah. Once again. Fucking. That's what your grandfather would say. Rick and Nip, dude. Rip, Rip Nip. <laughs> <laughs> Just picked up on what you said. <laughs> um, I don't know. That's probably everything I know. I'm not sure. Yeah. Cool. What else do you want to know? What? I mean, I've. No, I, I think know. that. I think that was like. That was. That was fucking sick, man. Um, and just to it's, go back to that opportunity meeting preparation, you meet these crazy cunts that just are like, yeah, this is the first time I'm trying comedy. I'm trying to do it on Kill Tony. You're like, you're a fucking lunatic. You see that uh, that guy recently with a rock? Yeah. And he crushed it and he went absolutely viral. Oh, that guy dude, who was like, I'm not retarded or nothing, but I like rocks. rocks yeah, Cam, Cam Patterson. I've, dude, dude, I've... In the mothership every weekend now. I met him in passing at, at when I was in Austin. Mm. He was there and like... There was there was just a few little boogeymen, like when you're chatting to people and you're like, who like who's who's it? And they're just like, there's this kid called Casey Rocket, and they're like the most original act I've ever seen. I, I know Casey Rocket. I follow him on Instagram. Yeah, and yeah. then they go, then there's this guy Cam Patterson, and I was like, oh, okay, like, what's it about Cam? And they're just like, bruh, just a murderer. And then literally it was just like, oh, like here he is here because like, he's authentic. There's Cam, and it's just like, and they're like, Cam, what's up? And he's like, hey, what's up, man? Like, just shakes hands, and then I was just like, so that's the guy? And they're like, yeah, that guy's a fucking murderer. And I was like, cool. And then just never thought about it again. And then when I got home, bang, that clip goes viral. I had 14 friends send it to me. I'm like, bro, I met that cunt in passing, just having no idea who the fuck he was. And now you see him every week on Kill Tony. And uh, 45 seconds of a, of a clip on your phone while you're having a shit. Change that guy's life, yeah, yeah. immeasurably. You do, and if you talk to him, like I guess in look, let's just say that his life keeps going the way that it's going, yeah. And it, in ten years' time, right, he's he's got an amazing life, right? He's arguably got a very amazing life right now. And you say, hey, do you ever regret your face going out on a video? Did you ever feel like he's like, I reckon it paid off. Yeah, I yeah, re I reckon that paid off. So. If you, fuck, if you, I guess you guys are listening to this, if anyone's listening to this, I think the takeaway is grow the fuck up, get serious and promote yourself. Yeah. Because if it goes well and you got to like get to that part of your book that you're writing, like let's say it goes so well that you have someone being like, we really need you to write this book because we think we can sell it for heaps. So can you get it done? And you go, yeah, all right, I'll fucking do it. And you get to that chapter and you've done all the setup and you're oh yeah my fucking childhood was fucked and all this sort of stuff and you get to the part where you're like this is where it all changes and you're like talking about that fucking one video do you think that it's like worth getting over the emotion of not enjoying it the answer is 100 percent yes 
Yeah, making yourself uncomfortable. Because mm. that's uh, that one video was just you coming out as non-binary. Completely yeah. possible. <laughs> <laughs> this would be a good opportunity now to tell you boys. <laughs> Not binary. I've been looking at the analytics. Turns out I'm a girl now. I think I'm a they them. Yeah. So nice. Well, how we wrap up every app is we do a little bit of a Sunday roast. So we yes. roast, we roast some shit cunt. Okay, cool. We bring them to the world and we uh, right. and we roast them. The Sunday Roast Mate, it's that time of the week, bruh Yeah Who you got, Taylor? Mate, I feel Who like it's do a, you have? <laughs> I feel like it's If most of the country could do a Sunday Roast It would be the one I'm probably about to do right now uh, roasting. Give it to me, boys As we all know The Matildas Good on them. They had some wonderful success in the World Cup. The furthest that any Australian team has ever gone in any World Cup, right? They've finished fourth. That's fantastic. Good on you. Participation levels all around Australia in girls' sport, especially soccer and stuff, are are skyrocketing. It's going to be fucking sick as fuck. But they want to build a statue, a bronze statue at Suncorp Stadium. Of Sam Kerr? No. All of them? Of the whole team that played in that... Is that 11? Heaps. But I think, yeah. 14? Well, I don't know. The people that's, on the bench? That's yeah. what I'm saying too, because there's people on the bench. There's people that don't even get used on the bench. Like, they want to build a statue of everyone who played in that fucking game. Yeah, they're going to knock down Caxton just to fucking fit it in there. Yeah. yeah. Hey, let's... What are they going to do if they build this statue... And then all of the things that are, like, good about the Matildas means that women's sport gets better. And then eventually they fucking win the thing. Yeah. And we've got to make another one. And we've got a fourth place bronze statue sitting outside the home of the Thick Dick of the North. Yeah, you can't do that. It's disrespectful to the Thick Dick of the North. It's disrespectful to... Wally, which is, is the Brisbane Broncos. In I, case you on, didn't you, pick it I was going to say, can you t- I just needed, what's the, sorry, what's the thick dick of the North? That's the Brisbane Broncos. Brisbane Broncos. Yeah, dude, that's my <laughs> team. They are the thick dick of the North. Yeah, if okay. you look geographically in the North, yeah. right, and I know you're a man of geography, uh, if you look True close North. enough in Queensland, there is clearly and distinctly one big thick dick, okay. and that is the Brisbane Broncos. Sure. And Suncorp Stadium is where they slang that dick quite frequently. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> the pussy Feeling a bit of will. passion Yeah uh, You can't Dude you can't And it's just like And this Like this isn't a This isn't three blokes Sitting around being like Fucking women's sports Sucks dick No Because we know it does and <laughs> <laughs> Nice No but in all In all honesty what, what My biggest gripe with this is That you've got guys like I'm fairly certain Darren Lockyer has a statue Outside there And I'm I know for sure I might not be sure about Darren Lockyer, but I know 100% that Wally Lewis. Wally Lewis, yeah. And you know what Wally Lewis's nickname is, dude? The King. The King, dude. He's the fucking King of Origin. Like, one fucking numerous Origins. Like, it also, like, I think it diminishes the other statues by putting a fourth place statue up there. Yes, but statues are for winners. And when they, when, (laughs) and and when, and when all of these. Girls that are now playing soccer, they've been inspired by Sam Kerr and all these other they fucking chicks. They want our hearts. So yeah, they the want our thing. hearts, all of that type of stuff. And that's why I said all that stuff at the start to know that it isn't. So people listening to this know that it isn't just 
three dudes sitting around being like women's sports. And stars. we still love the Tillies. We love the Tillies, they dude. They still it's have our hearts. Heart. Yeah, forever. But, but you're not getting a statue. You can't build okay. a fucking an 11 plus piece bronze fucking statue tax fair funded by a bunch of bitches that came forth. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right? You can't do it, dude. You can't. If we're looking at facts, they came forth. They came forth, dude. They lost their last two games. Yeah. You can't build a statue for someone who's fucking gone win, loss, loss. Yeah. And, like, if you want to get into, like, the nooks and crannies, like, I'm pretty sure the Australian Nepal team won gold. Firebirds? No. Were they the diamonds, yeah, didn't they win diamonds, the fucking... The yeah, they won the World Cup or something. Yeah, they fucking... They shredded something. The Like, the Boomers got a fucking bronze medal in the Olympics for basketball. No statues for those boys. Just quietly, the price of bronze is a dollar uh, sixty per pound at the moment. I'm gonna say that's it's <laughs> gonna cost a lot of money to make this. A fucking shit ton, dude. Yeah, thing. dude. And then like, and, and the thing is, like, after six six more weeks, no one's gonna be talking about the women's World Cup anymore. Mm. We're gonna be focused on the next big thing, which will probably be thick dick of the north. Yeah, yeah. Stampeding down to to A and Z or whatever it is to play in the grand final. Fingers crossed. Would the Socceroos get an eleven piece bronze statue if they came fourth? No, I don't think so. Yeah, I mean, look, I think obviously in the climate that we live in, mm-hmm. I, I think in as far as statues go, because I read this the other day, there's not much diversity in the old statue. No, it's kind of an old timey thing. So it makes yeah, sense. That I, there's I read not, a there's lot not of many women statues. So I think the government, especially the state government of, I think Tyler Harris like, was the can, first female statue in the world. So we can get 11 in one hit here. Yeah. yeah. We can get the, you know, change uh, the scales up. You reckon in the, in the records, they'll count every one of them as its own statue. So like <laughs> now <laughs> we've, know, we had Tyler Harris and now we've got 13 of them. I think it would be uh, really great to see a family go to the football um, with a son and a daughter and the daughter and the mum go and get a photo with the statue of all the soccer, of the, all the Matildas. Just I think that is a really positive part of society. That would sure. be cool. And would that be like from the perspective of like, say you've got your son and daughter there, right? And you walk mm. past someone like Wally Lewis and you're like, Look, like that's something you can aspire to be an ultimate winner, and then you can walk past them until it's like, and that's what yeah. else you could be in life a woman, fourth place, <laughs> <laughs> but still speaking to the sun, yeah, 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 <laughs> yeah you can be a woman, yeah. So, I, I, I'm all for it. I mean, I'm like, let's get more statues. I think there should be a statues everywhere of people that aren't even famous, yeah. So, they just like how you go into a raffle every year, and if yeah. you get pulled out. You get yeah, a sta- you pay like, to get in the raffle, so it covers the cost of the statue making. So it's not taxpayer covered at all. Like an Oslotto type uh, yeah, you, statue. Yeah, okay. You buy like a meat a raffle. Ten, a ten dollar, exactly like a meat raffle, right? So you go right. We're building one in this suburb, and you go. You can buy a ticket for ten bucks, and you know, two thousand people buy a ticket. That's twenty grand. Surely that's getting you a fucking statue. Yeah. And then at the end, they pull one out and they go, "Cool, you get a statue." And then you get a plaque and shit. And then they just put a mold of you and they put it up and then. People in 300 years are like, who's that? And you go, don't know. Don't know. <laughs> Jared yeah. Gowdry, he had a very prolific speech <laughs> yeah. about getting over yourself and putting videos yeah. on. Who is that guy? I don't know. But the story goes is that he took a shit off a big W. <laughs> <laughs> where would you birds get, just shit on you. It's full cycle. Where you would know? you get your bronze statue erected if Me? you could get one? Uh, probably in the front yard of where I was born. Oh, yeah. Like the first house I lived in. So then yeah. someone, you know, like a young family that's like, Moved in, they're like, you can't knock it down. It's yeah, heritage it's listed. heritage listed. <laughs> like, all right, but sorry. think of the value it would add to the house as well. Yeah, tourist attraction and stuff. So yeah. I'm, I'm pro more statue. The big boundary. 
the big more tr- statues, <laughs> more statues until until they come like so numerous. You got you have to dodge them on the street, and you're like, what's yeah. with all these fucking Fuck. statues? Yeah, eventually one will fall over, and then obviously down the line, if you do something bad. People oh. can tear down your statue. Yeah, They're like, he's inappropriate. He said the N word. Yeah, get yeah. him out of here. Ah. And then it just creates a whole other level of society. Where would I'm, you in, get, I'm for it. Where would you get your statue erected? Fuck, dude. That's a good question, man. Honestly, probably just like right honest, in the middle of the main road in Bungendore. Just be a fucking hindrance. Like yeah. in a roundabout. Just like, no, nah, nah, in the middle of the road. <laughs> People drive into it. People just start. If you're not paying attention, you'll hit it. Fucking boss. And it's fucking, it's bolted in there. Good. Yeah. So I'm reckon Hilux's owned by guys who beat their wife and it's just going to be glory. After death, my legacy will move on after I fucking die, dude. That's what I would do. And Bungendore needs a bit of fucking something too. So there you go. Nice. Taylor Coftry statue in the middle of the road. Don't hit it. Yeah. That's where Where would you put yours? Maybe on top of Newcastle Comedy Club. Just, just on top. Just on top to... Peering out over the intersection? Yeah. Just like, yeah, just... Like, like, this is erected to uh, commemorate all the comedians that have bombed. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> May they rest in peace. Yeah. Anyway. All right. Is that the Sunday roast? I think that's it. That's it. That's hey, thanks for having me. Mate, thank you for coming. Jared Goundry, thank you for but coming on, brother. If anyone's listening, um, just follow me. I mean, I think the best thing you can do to support artists these days is to follow them. And if they make something that you like... Hit your little thumb on the button, support it, because um, that pushes it out to more people to come and see the product. Um, if you liked what I said, feel free to send me a message. I'll message you back. And um, hey, good on you. If you need any comedy advice, make sure you hit him up. And when you do see his videos, make sure you comment and say, fuck, what a hot boy. Yeah, fuck, <laughs> what a hot boy, dude. Yeah. <laughs> That's how he'll know that you're one of the loyal disciples out there, because you just comment going, fuck, what a hot boy he is. Um, Jared Goundry, where can they find you on the social media? Um, at Jared Goundry on everything. So, but and, then like and for the dumb dogs out there, how do I spell Goundry? How do I spell Jared? Are you an O-D? J-A-R-R-Y-D, like Jared Hayne with less rape and... A little less. Goundry, like a foundry with a G. So just um, put it in. Look, if you can't find me, I don't fucking want you. I don't want you. Give up. It's me in the army, man. I do navigation. Like fucking, if you can't find me on the internet, fuck off. You're using it wrong. (laughs) You're using it wrong. Yeah, you're using it wrong. Uh, Taylor Coftry. Yeah, mate. Um, Fucking, yeah, Taylor Coftry on all fucking social medias. And by that, I mean just Instagram. (laughs) Uh, But on the 2nd of September, I am doing a fucking show called Boombox for the Sydney Fringe Festival. So fucking get around that. On the 3rd, I'll be doing a thing called Swapsies where I give some cunt my material. I get theirs and we see who's funnier. I don't know where they are. It's all part of the Sydney Fringe. Actually, I do. They're at the fucking Newtown Hotel. So come and fucking watch that, dude. And then other than that, I'll just be at the Newcastle Comedy Club every weekend in September. Except for Grand Final Weekend because I'll be getting fucked up. Boots. I'll be in uh, I'll be in Coffs Harbour 21st and 22nd of September and will be at the Newcastle Comedy Club. Check my Instagram for dates. Also will be at the Good Chat Comedy Club 27th and 28th of October. Excited for that one. Jared Goundry, mate, you're a fucking sick cunt. Hey, Thank you for having me. Do you want to say up. any of your dates? No. No. Just go on his website. Yeah, have a look. They're all there, bro. They're all there. It. Follow him. the internet. Buy him a beer. 2023, bro. Fucking we just said it out. Listen to my voice. He's the fucking bet. And smoke weed every day. Oh, shit. I hit two buttons at the same time. But that's the outro music, dude. We're good to go.